The following is another Classic Hits Sports presentation. Classic Hits 98.9 Sports presents high school football. Third and 27 back at their 11. They will throw the ball. A little screen over the middle. And it's picked off again by the Bearcats. And we've got another touchdown defensively for Carney High. Thad Huber. 16-yard pick six. Tonight, the Class A State playoffs continue at Foster Field as the Kearney Bearcats welcome in the Omaha Westside Warriors. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. First down and 10, Bearcats already up 21 to nothing. 7.40 to go in the half. They've got four wideouts, but it's going to be a pitch play out here to Studi. He'll cut it up on the numbers 15 to the 10, stiff arm 5, and Matt Studi is into the end zone for a Kearney Bearcat touchdown. Carney High is one win away from their first state semifinal since 2007 and face an Omaha Westside squad that is the top offense in all of Class A. It's the Warriors and Bearcats coming up next, but first to do Tech Seed pregame show, we'll take you live to Foster Field and Carney with KKBR Sports Director Doug Newton and Larry Baker right after his word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. And good evening, everyone, from beautiful Foster Field on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker, Monty Kratzenstein, our producer engineer back at the studios, Grace Clark. This is the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. There's only one team in Class A playoffs in the quarterfinals that is not from Omaha. And that is the number one seed and the only undefeated team remaining, the Kearney Bearcats. And I'm pretty sure that everyone in the Metro believes that Kearney's got a good chance of uh, not being playing after tonight. They want that Metro semifinal, and it's going to be up to Omaha Westside, the number one offense in all of Class A. But there's a lot of things that go along with this, and we will be talking about that here in the upcoming moments. Also want to remind you that uh, tonight's game and all of our broadcasts can be heard online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Kearney, Lexington, Holdridge, and Lincoln. Because they're the number one seed, or even if they were the number two seed, they would have all their games at home under the new Class A playoff uh, rule from last year. So if Kearney wins, uh, they'll be home next week. The other side of this bracket, uh, they could see Creighton Prep again, but Bellevue West probably the favorite in that ball game tonight. We'll talk about that. Uh, the six-man state final will be right here at Foster Field either next Thursday or Friday, and that depends on what the Bearcats do tonight because if the Bearcats win, then they would host Friday, and the championship would be Thursday. If Westside wins, then the six-man game would be here on Friday. And Riverside, well, they just make their reservations uh, early. I think right after last year was over, they just said, we'll be back uh, next year. They were up 72-14 to 14 at half today, and with the running clock in the second half, they were in Hay Springs, and they won it 82-34. to 34. And they will take on Harvard, a 56-31 winner today over Cody Kilgore. There are a couple of games that are already underway in Class B in the second quarter. Omaha Scott 9, McCook 7, York 14, Scotts Bluff nothing, and Elkhorn and Elkhorn South are tied 7-7 in the second quarter. All of those had 6 o'clock kickoffs. Well, we'll start first, Larry Baker. We have seen Carney High. Uh, this will be about half the games we've seen now after tonight's contest is over. And really, it, it is the offense of Omaha Westside against the defense of Carney High. But then you look at the other side. 
can Carney High's offense with the return of Cannon Coster, and do they need to be able to put up a lot of points tonight on what's been a fairly porous West Side defense? Yeah, I think here's the key. You know, when you look at this game coming in, Doug, you're talking about the number one offense in all Class A. They average 400 over 480 yards a night, big time numbers, 4,800 yards on the season. Dylan Plouts, uh, the quarterback. 2,500 yards on the year throwing the ball. You've got a Carney team that's only given up 900 yards through the air on the season. I don't think that's the matchup. I think this boils down to Carney's offense tonight. You're going to get your quarterback back, your leader, the kid that's thrown the ball for 780 yards, rushed it for 470 in Cannon Coster. Doug, I think it does boil down to Carney's offense because everybody has been able to score on Omaha West Side. You know, they've given up a lot of points this year, and they give up a lot of yards. They give up over 300 yards a night. So this will boil down to Carney's offense being able to go. As good as Carney's defense has been, Omaha Westside is going to score points tonight. There is no question about that. Carney's offense has got to go. When you bring back a guy that has spent nearly a month out, sometimes he can sputter. He just started to practice again on Monday. You know, lots of pressure now, you know, the deeper you get in the playoffs, the less air there is in the room. And who can live on the least amount of oxygen is who wins. And we're going to have to see that out of Cannon Coster tonight in this Bearcat offense. Well, and Monty Krasenstein has been about a decade in the metro area. And I know uh, uh, there's we, if you're not in the metro, it's looked at as arrogance. If you're a non-metro team, when you have the top offense in the metro, what does that mean, Monty? Well, first of all, a lot of it, a lot of it de- depends on your schedule and who you've played. And you look at West Side's schedule; it has been a unique situation because they've played a lot of bad teams, have given up a lot of points, and don't have very good records. But the same token, uh, they've played they've played about two or three really good teams as well. Three weeks ago, if you're playing Omaha West Side, you probably aren't concerned in the quarterfinals. Then all of a sudden, they win that shootout against Bellevue West, one of the top offenses year to year in the state. And then last week, they beat a very physical, tough. Lincoln Pius team in the first round of the playoffs. So they've played against different style of teams. And so there's nothing really that Carney has shown, can show them that they haven't seen. I just think that Carney has a little bit more depth, a little bit more balance, and fewer weaknesses than so many of the teams they've played this year. Well, you will hear from Coach Cool that they want to control the clock. That's a 50 50 deal. Uh, if you break a big play like Carney's capable of doing, you're not going to fall down at the 10-yard line so that you can run three more plays. Uh, it's also going to be critical not to have second and one every time when Omaha Westside's out there. Well, you know, the interesting thing about Omaha Westside's defense, it's, it's really a fa- uh, feast or famine sort of defense. They take some chances. They, they run a lot of blitzes. And so just what you said, Carney is going to have some opportunities for big plays. It's kind of like that, uh, that, that, that full-court pressing fast tempo offense in basketball where they're not afraid to give up a layup if they can hit a three on the on, on the back end of it so uh but there's no doubt for us high school coaches or former or has uh there's no doubt that the best defense is chunking the ball down the field carney would really like to have a whole bunch of 10 yard or 10 play drives tonight yeah and i think you know when you talk about class a you know that bell west game that you referred to there that is a game that went like 76-51, something like that. There was a, over 120 points scored in that game. You don't get that in Class A. You definitely don't get that in a Metro game because you have such great athletes uh, playing defense in, in, in a Metro area. So, like, they can give up some points. Well, we are going to find out what the coaches think as we will hear from Brett Freund, the head coach at Omaha Westside and Carney High's Brandon Cool. The Bearcats looking for their first state semifinal 
in 10 years. Last time they were there, 2007. We'll hear from the coaches on the New Tech Seed pregame show right after this. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Back on the new Tech Seed pregame show as we get ready for the Class A state quarterfinals here at Foster Field. And Brett Freund, the head coach of the Westside Warriors, joins us here. And Coach, uh, what a track beat you guys had last week. Uh, how have the kids recovered in practice this week? Well, a little bit slow. It was a pretty physical battle with Lincoln Pius. They're a real tough team and well-prepared and uh, very physical. So we're kind of healing our wounds but getting prepared for another tough battle this week. Excitement factor of that football game last week. Back and forth, uh, everybody had its eyes on that, not just because Carney was waiting to see uh, who they would play, but what a football game it was. Uh, what did you think the deciding factor was? Well, we started playing some good football the second half. We turned the ball over the first half uncharacteristically a couple of times, and and uh, they were a very physical football team, and I think it took us a while to adjust, and, and uh, our defense had to tackle better at times we did. Uh, first half, we didn't. So as the game went along, uh, we held them, had a couple key stops the second half. We held them to a couple field goals, and that was the difference in the game. Well, offense has definitely not been a problem for your football team this year, and you probably knew that coming in with the uh, dynamic playmakers that you had. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, has it even surprised you how well you guys have been offensively? Well, I think what surprised us is some of the young kids stepping up. We've had a couple sophomores and the juniors step up and really become playmakers that we, we knew were going to be good players but uh, became really dynamic players as the years went along, and, and uh, that's really made a difference because everybody knew about Jaden and and Caleb and Dylan, but uh, when you have four or five, six guys that you can get the ball to to make plays, it really diversifies your offense, and that's what's kept us going and, and allowed us to score some points. So uh, when teams lock down one or, or the other, we, we have some other kids to go to, and it's worked out pretty well. Brett Freund joining us here, the head coach of the Omaha Westside Warriors on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Coach, just tell me when you've got such a dynamic quarterback, wide receivers, and running back, does it depend the team you're playing, or do you already have exactly the game plan each and every week of how you want to uh, split the run-pass option and, and diverse this offense a little bit? Well, really, it doesn't come down to pre-planning our, our diversity. It really depends on what the defense gives us. And every defense comes in with a little bit different plan, uh, tries to lock certain people down, tries to, to uh, stop our run or whatnot, or, or drop back and, and get the coverage. And so... We kind of see what the what the defensive plan is, and then we diversify from there. And we and our offensive coaches have done a great job of, of game planning each game, but also making in-game adjustments that is uh, the second half, especially allowed us to play really well throughout the season. All you have to do is look at uh, the teams you played, the records they had. If if they only had one or two wins, you shut them down defensively. If they were the four teams that had winning records, they were able to score on you. Uh, you still gave up a lot of points last week. And, of course, two weeks ago, that epic with Bellevue West. How concerning is the defense, or do you guys feel you can outscore everybody? Well, you know, we keep working hard on the defense. we got a lot of young kids. There will be times where we have no seniors on the field on defense. And we're not, as you look at our roster, we're not a real big team. So we know we're going to have some problems against some physical teams. Uh, we're athletic. 
Uh, but we continue to try to get better at tackling. We've had our, our ta- tackle struggles throughout the season. But that's something as coaches we work hard on preseason throughout the year. Uh, and you just keep working on it. What else do you do? But uh, we're, we're confident. we got a confident group. we got a lot of young kids that, that uh, are getting better. And uh, so from week to week, it all depends on the strengths of the offense and how our defense is going to perform. But we feel it's an important part of, of winning this game this week is our defense performing against Kearney's diversified offense. Brett Freund joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show as uh, Omaha Westside gets ready to take on Carney. Coach, uh, what do you think as you scout Carney? It's one thing to watch a team on film that you may not be completely familiar with, and it's another thing to line up against them. Uh, what are you seeing here? Just solid coaching, solid players at all positions, uh, well-disciplined. Uh, they're definitely a great defense. Uh, obviously good playmakers on offense. They're just a very solid team throughout, so... It really is difficult picking a place or weaknesses and matchups and things like that. But, but every team seems to have weaknesses, and sometimes it takes in-game to find those, not necessarily on tape. So we're excited for the challenge. We know it's going to be one of our biggest challenges of the year, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens Friday night. Obviously, Carney is hoping to have Cannon Coster back, and I don't think uh, even Coach Cool is going to probably uh, make that decision until game time. Uh, what do you see from the two quarterbacks as you prepare for them? Well, you know, they're both pretty good. The, the, the quarterback that's been playing the last couple of games is solid and, and throws the ball pretty well. But, of course, you want your, your best player available back there. But we've seen good players, good quarterbacks, good eyebacks all season long. Uh, we expect nothing less this week from Kearney. Uh, but we feel we're prepared to face whoever happens to line up. Um, that doesn't change our game plan a whole lot, to be honest. It's just a matter of us executing what we do on defense is the important part. Coach, I think it's always brought up when a Metro team has to travel, and you did travel to Norfolk and, and played very well the last week uh, of the regular season. How big a deal is that? Well, from year to year, it's different. depends upon the makeup of your kids. But we have some good leadership this year, and that certainly makes a difference. Uh, anytime you travel, you're, you're concerned about that as a coach. But we've done that a couple of times this year, and we've responded well. So as of right now, we're not concerned about that. We don't talk about that we just talk about bringing the energy that we need to to win a playoff game and that's certainly heightened from the regular season so uh we've addressed that during the regular season we hope that's not a worry coming forward last minute here with brett freund of the omaha west side coach when you have that much of a dynamic offense usually that translates into special teams give us a little peek into what you've got going on that side of the ball well you know we work really hard on it. i know every coach says that but we put a lot of emphasis and we you know, special teams account statistically for about 19, 20% of our plays throughout the season. So we spend 20 to 25% of our practice time on special teams, and we feel that's an important part. So uh, our kick return's been fantastic and dynamic this year. Our punt and punt return's been solid, and that's what you expect. And, and that's a lot of times our, our best defense and best special teams is getting that offense on the field. So it's just about making no errors and, uh, and executing on the other side of the ball. Finally, Coach, you kind of mentioned making some in-game adjustments here. What will you be looking for on those first couple series that's going to tell you, okay, this is going to be a Carney type of game, a low-scoring game, versus a West Side type of game, a high-scoring game? You know, to be honest, the first couple series isn't going to make that determination because all teams take a little while to make adjustments. Uh, it all depends on how long your drives are. So we, we basically just take our time and determine what's given to us, and from there we try to play the best ball we can. But Obviously, it's something that every coach, at times it happens early. You may have a couple big plays that happened last week, uh, but then teams settle in, figure out what each team's doing, and, and you try to make those adjustments going forward. So we don't 
we don't talk about the first series or two series or three series. It, it's a it's a marathon at times, and uh, the, the team that adjusts the best somehow makes it happen at the end. Well, Coach, I know we've got a stadium full of folks that are, are just eager to get this game underway and see how it all plays out, so we appreciate the time and the best of luck. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. That's Omaha Westside head football coach Brett Freud here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll chat with Carney High's Brandon Cool right after this on Classic Hits. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits. It's so great to just be sitting here at beautiful Foster Field getting ready to call another Kearney Bearcat football game. And Brandon Cool, I'm sure you have to feel the same way. Uh, the guys went out and took care of business. I think the best way to put it last week. Yeah, we were concerned about making sure we were ready to go in the first quarter. You have a Norfolk team that kind of in a roundabout way backed into the playoffs. I, they knew they probably had to win in order to get in the playoffs. And sure enough, there was a lot of upsets that last week of the season. And so by a couple tiebreakers, Norfolk was the 16th seed. So uh, we really didn't know what we were going to get uh, uh, on Friday night, whether uh, they had the enthusiasm to drive three hours to play at Corning, Nebraska or not. So we wanted to make sure our focus was on our team. We got to get off to a quick start here, a, a great start. And then when we hit those two uh, defensive touchdowns, uh, that kind of was the uh, camel that broke or the uh, kind of the, the the situation where it broke the camel's back there a little bit. And so from there on out, we played a lot of young young guys in the second half, and uh, hopefully we're fresh and ready to go against Westside tonight. you got a third defensive touchdown. You ever, uh, you'll have to recollect my memory, too. Uh, ever had a game where you've had three defensive touchdowns? Gosh, not to my knowledge. Uh, that was uh, kind of a crazy, crazy situation. And, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we kind of counted that on the special teams uh, part of things also. And uh, um, so – no, those, uh, those don't happen very often, so uh, it was kind of fun, fun atmosphere on our sideline. Coach, just you and this staff have been together a long, long time, but haven't been to the state semifinals uh, since uh, the 06-07 years when you had those special teams, been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I know coaches say sometimes you don't know if you're ever going to get back, <laughs> and how, mm-hmm. do you, how do you guys feel about where you're at with this team and an opportunity to be in the Final Four? No, your, 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 your comments are absolutely correct. I think what we try to analyze is we try to go one season at a time or to this point in the year we're going one game at a time. But that's a huge football game. We have everything set up the way we want it. An option to play at Foster Field, bring a team in from Omaha, Nebraska that has a high-octane offense and a defense that uh, uh, flies to the football. And so, But from a position standpoint, uh, the seating standpoint, the home field advantage standpoint, I mean, we got everything set up the way we want it to uh, compete in the state semifinals here uh, next week if that opportunity comes. 
Well, and you're getting a couple of guys back uh, from the injuries at the Creighton prep game. Everybody's wanted to know who's going to get the start. Uh, uh, tell us about that and tell us about the way Braden has handled things here since uh, taking some snaps for you. Well, I think the biggest thing is uh, Braden Miller's come in and he's done a tremendous job of running our offense here the last uh, couple, couple, two or three weeks while Cannon's out. Uh, Cannon got the okay. He's he's gonna he's gonna start for us. He's gonna play for us at the quarterback spot. Uh, he's has he has that game experience, that playoff experience that we're always looking for. And you know when you have a two year starter like that, and then a kid that's run your offense for two years, uh, we got to get uh, Cannon back on the horse. And and so we'll keep things pretty simple to start the football game. That allows us to play Braden a little bit more on defense. He's been always a bit defensive guy for us. The first. Uh, uh, eight games of the of the year, and so he's going to be able to ha- help us out at the secondary and and uh, see if we can't uh, defend some of those uh, speed receivers out on the perimeter. How much has Cannon been able to do in practice, and what have you asked for him to get done in practice so that you know he's ready? Yeah, no, he went uh, half rack on Monday and uh, did uh, almost everything from a practice perspective. We did keep him out of the team offensive session just uh, just to protect him a little bit. Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, he was he was full go. Uh, he got the okay on Wednesday from the doctor, and and so we're planning on running the um, the package that we put together for him all year long, and and uh, we expect him to play at a very high level. And Davis Skiles, uh, he's back as well. Yeah, Davis Skiles well, got cleared on Wednesday also, and and so that helps our secondary out uh, as we were a little bit banged up, and uh, then held Miller out of that uh, the secondary position also. Uh, so have Davis out there, uh, especially when you have to go a little bit of man-to-man on the perimeter uh, versus some of their speed receivers. He's a good physical kid on the, on the perimeter for us, and, and uh, hopefully that bodes well for us uh, defensively here on, on this Friday night. Well, we just heard from Coach Freud about all the outstanding uh, skill position players. This isn't a surprise. We knew that they were going to have these guys coming back, but they want to play shootout football uh, against most of the competitive teams, some of the upper half above 500 type of teams. What do you see when you look at these guys? You're going to have to control the football. Uh, if, if we're going to survive, we're going to have to keep their high-octane high, high octane offense off the field. So that means you have to be pretty consistent on offense. You're going to have to move the chains. You're going to have to control the football, control the line of scrimmage. And then defensively, there's some times where uh, when it's first down, I think first down is going to be key for us. Uh, and then also probably come back with the even second down. If we keep, keep them in third and long situations, uh, we have an opportunity to do a few things. Uh, as usual, we're going to give the, uh, those guys a, a lot of different looks. We're going to uh, uh, cover up a few guys uh, differently receiver-wise. We're going to bring a little bit of a blitz, blitz package from the perimeter to kind of make that quarterback throw before he wants to. We still have to stop the run because they have a great combination with the quarterback and running back on uh, running the football up, in, up in between the tackles. So from top to bottom, uh, we're going to stay with what we've done with a couple different wrinkles and uh, pin our ears back and, and get after their offense. Talk with Carney coach Brandon Cool. I guess we would have to go back to the prep game last year, 49-42. Would you be comfortable with that type of game? Oh, gosh, that's, <laughs> a, that's a great question. That, you kind of put me on the spot there. Um, I think that would uh, make the guy, defensive guys probably a little bit nervous to get in the shootout like that. But I think the prep game last year was more of a, of a special team situation where uh, we gave up a couple big uh, kickoff returns, uh, one for a touchdown and one to about the two-yard line. And so we felt like our special teams really, really hurt us a year ago. So I think special teams field position is going to be key in this football matchup. You're going to have to make your uh, opponent to drive the ball the entire length of the field and uh, see if they can't make some mistakes on the way down. I'll ask you the same question uh, that I asked Coach Freud. Can you tell in the first couple of possessions, first couple of series, 
how this game will go. He seemed to think that it would take uh, maybe the entire first half. He wouldn't be surprised uh, with just making adjustments on the fly. No, I think it's going to be a four-quarter football game. Um, I would probably agree with him. At least a little. Uh, both teams are going to uh, try to counter what the other team is going to try to do. Uh, I would assume they're going to have a couple wrinkles in for us uh, offensively in the in the package that they run. So you're exactly right. You're going to have to be pretty patient and uh, try to uh, win the field position battle with your uh, kickoff and your punt team. You're going to have to, again, be consistent and uh, move the chains on uh, on a consistent basis, especially when you have the ball towards uh, towards and defensively just not give up that big play. And so I would probably agree with him. It's going to take a full half to figure out what everybody wants to do. A team that can come out here in the second half and then press, press the envelope a little bit is going to have the opportunity to win the football game. Brandon Cool, last minute. I guess we we know what Carney has offensively, defensively, special teams. I think we know what Westside has offensively, and those guys carrying over into special teams. What's your take on their defense? Uh, defense, they, they are very aggressive. Uh, you see some games here in the midseason, uh, some scout opportunities that we had versus other opponents. And then you watch them the last three weeks, and they really started to uh, allow those kids to be a little bit more aggressive. They're two free safeties. They're going to run downhill, and they're going to run downhill right away. And so you're going to have to set them up with some, some play-action stuff to kind of give it a little bit of an advantage to the perimeter. Um, defensive guys up front, I think we match up really well with them up front. I don't think they're uh, overly uh, huge. And so you're going to have to get a hat on a hat. You're going to have to do a great job of communicating the, the blitz uh, and the blitz package from inside or outside. And so uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, again, if we can just, like I said earlier, be consistent and move the chain on a consistent basis, uh, we'll have an opportunity to win the football game. Brandon, always appreciate the insight to keep them healthy, and uh, let's take another step towards uh, Lincoln and get to that state semifinal. Good luck, man. Well, we appreciate that. Thanks for your coverage. That's Brandon Cool, head football coach of the Carney Bearcats on the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll be back with the starting lineups from Foster Field right after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. And welcome back to the new Tech Seed pregame show. Ready to take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for Omaha West Side, the center is number 55-7, 185-pound junior, Nolan Miller-Johnston. That's already different than what we've seen the last couple of times when they played prep in Norfolk. You go to the guards on the left side, number 72, 6'1", 258-pound senior, Patrick Dugan. And number 59 on the right side, Alex Nielsen, 5'11", 220-pound senior. The tackles on the left side, number 51, 6'3", 230-pound freshman, Cade Haberman. And the right tackle, number 52, 6'3", 250-pound sophomore, Jackson McMillan. The wideout, number one, 5'9", 170-pound senior, Caleb Schweigert. And number 12, 5'10", 180-pound junior, Joseph Stegman. The fullback is number 9, 5'9", 205-pound senior, Matt Gurnett. 
the I-back, number 13, 6'1", 185 pounds, senior Jaden Coles, and one of the top quarterbacks in the state, number 10, 6'2", 200-pound senior Dylan Plouts. The head coach of the Westside Warriors is Brent Freund. They are 8-2 on the season after their win against Lincoln Pius the 10th last week. They are ranked third in the Omaha World Herald and sixth in the Lincoln Journal-Star. For the Kearney High Bearcats, they will be at center with number 54, 5'9", 242-pound senior Daniel Lundy. At left guard, number 57, 5'10", 210-pound senior Rowdy Melton. Right guard, number 58, 6'3", 265-pound senior Trevor Payne. Left tackle, number 59, 5'10", 203-pound senior Caden Lytle. And right tackle, number 75, 6'2", 290-pound senior Lee Harrington. The H-back is number 14, 5'11", 188-pound senior Thad Huber. Your wide receivers at the X, number 7, 6'1", 196-pound senior Brett Obermiller. The Y, number 88, 6'3", 224-pound senior Tyler Atchison. And the Z, number 2, 6'1", 196-pound senior Isaiah Stallbird. The I-back, number 15, 5'10", 180-pound senior Matt Studi. And, of course, you'll see number 3, 6'1", 173-pound sophomore Miko Maisner, who last week actually surpassed Studi in yards gained so far this season. And back under center is the quarterback Cannon Coster, 6'3", 210-pound senior, wearing number 6. The Bearcats are coached by Brandon Cool, assisted by Brad Archer, Steve Cherry, Tim Christo, Bart Cron, Chad Carr, Pete Kropp, Greg Limbaugh, Dan Martin, Kyle Peters, and Darren Van Winkle. 10-0, ranked number 2 in the Omaha World Herald behind Millard West, number 1 in the Lincoln Journal Star. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Injury situation, Coach Floyd told me, too deep, they're fine on the Omaha West side. He says, we have some young kids that won't be suited up tonight. And for Kearney High, Kale Masters has been out most of the year, and Caleb Bean uh, still is out of the ballgame. And Bean, probably the big one uh, that uh, you'll be looking at tonight. They could use him at that corner position. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Kearney High won the toss, and it looks like they're going to – Westside West side one, and Carney will receive. Yes. Carney will receive. So uh, the Bearcats will put their offense out there first, and we will kick it off. Westside and Carney right after this. It's never too late for Endzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Endzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Endzone's wide application window, you can even add Endzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Endzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Endzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Endzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown Carney for a free estimate. And welcome back to high school football from Foster Field. Monty, what do you think? Carney's going to get the ball to start things off here. What are you going to be looking for early on? Well, as always, we're going to look first, see how successfully I run the football behind those two, that two-headed monster of Matt Studi and Miko Maisner. I don't anticipate putting a whole lot of uh, 
uh, pressure on Cannon Coster's leg to start with. I look for him to hand off a little bit more and flow play action pass, maybe not as much sprint option. But, uh, again, as always, it's important for to a few first downs, even if you don't score, to change that field position on that opening drive. Yeah, and, and, and it's going to be the interesting thing because they're a big speed option team as Carney. They love to run load. They love, they love to run all that option game. And in the pregame, they were running a fair amount of it. But I'm with you, Monty. I think the thing is, is get your game going with the two guys that's had it there and things will open up for Coster as he starts to feel a little more comfortable. Well, I think special teams could also be big tonight. We know that both teams have some explosive returners. It's all the things in between and Carney is waiting for uh, Omaha Westside to get things lined up here. And they're not uh, they're not going to be fooled by anybody, but ready to boot this ball away is going to be number 19, Navoya, ready to boot it away. Carney High sending back Maisner and Stalbert. It's a high short kick. They want the up man to take it. The Bearcats do and drop it at the 20 and then just safely fall on top of the football. They were not expecting the up man that time for the Bearcats, Parker Brush, Brush to take the football. And immediately see the respect the West Side has for the Carney High return game. Special teams, as we talked about, in the return game is going to be very important. Uh, managing that for both teams. Yeah, and the tough thing is there, if he fields that clean, he probably gets it to the 30 or 35-yard line. You know, there's about 10, 12 yards lost there uh, by dropping it. Well, let's see what the Bearcats come out and do here, or what we will see from Cannon Coster. They'll start him out of the pistol with Matt Studi on the left hip. Three wideouts, twins to the right, single to the left. Base defense here. Looks like a 4-3 from Omaha West Side. Coster now moves Studio. They're going to run option to the right side, pitch it to Matt. Matt gets a block, gets to the 25, cuts it up to the 27, the 28, the 29-yard line, and a gain of seven on the first play there. Studio just using the blocking of his two wide receivers on the outside. Yeah, and they come right out to speed option. It is their game. They want to get out to the edge. West side's running a 3-4 there too high, and that option game is a lot is a lot of that reason simply because you can get one of those safeties to run the alley tough on the option there. You're right on the 3-4. Just saw the uh, outside linebacker kind of sneak up there, and it is going to be the same situation only to the left, and Coster wanted to throw it, but we're going to have penalty flags here. A couple things we'll notice as we're watching it from up here, and we'll try to describe it to you, is those safeties, the, 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 the safety that plays the alley for West Side, they come up hard. They are very aggressive from the middle of the field. Play action works, but they're going to be attacking that hard. Looked on that first option play that Cannon was in no real interest. He took about three steps and didn't see a defender, but pitched it right away. It was almost like a toss-sweep sort of a play with a sprint action. So it'll be a five-yard illegal motion penalty here on the Bearcats. Move it back to the 24, second down, and we'll call it eight yards to go. They will send in motion Nathan Murray from left to right, run option to the short side. Coster, they want to see what happens when he takes a hit, and they get him low, but he's over the 30 to the 32. A nice run on the play. Going to get him a gain of eight, and very close to the first down. They're already moving the sticks, so it's a gain of eight and a first down here for the Bearcats. Yeah, and that was the same play they'd run on the first uh, play of the game. Again, just straight option, speed option there, and Coster did a really nice job when he stuck his foot in the ground to get north and south right there. Stallbird split out wide to the left here. That's the man you want to keep your eye on in the passing game. Four wideouts now. Quick snap. Coster, a little hitch out here, complete into the hands of Brett Obermiller across the 35 for a short gain to about the 37-yard line. It's going to be a gain of five. Yeah, and that's 2-3 slant there. Those corners are in bail. It looks like maybe cover four, and in that situation, you're going to be able to run those hitches. 
High school football state playoff action brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. We're just underway here at Foster Field. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, Monty Kratzenstein. Opening drive of the game. Obermiller splits out wide to the left. They're going to go to an I formation now. Put Coster under center. Put Stalbert in motion from right to left, giving him twins that side. Jorgensen the fullback, blocking for Miko Maisner, who's hit in the backfield and struggles just to stick that ball back to the line of scrimmage. And as you guys said, those ends like to come crashing in there, and they caught Maisner that time. Number 14, Brett Kearns, leading tackler for Westside. You saw how fast he attacked there. Uh, met, met him at the line of scrimmage, and uh, uh, now we have our first big third down play. Looks like about third down and five for the Bearcats. Yeah, Curran there, that was a tremendous run fit. It's very important, especially in a 3-4, that your run fits are good because there is some space there. So those linebackers have to fit where they're supposed to fit, and Curran did there. Third down and five for the Bearcats at their own 35-yard line. Ready to throw the ball to the right side is Costa. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Throws out here at the sideline, and it is incomplete at the 50-yard line. Into the hands of Brett Obermiller. He came down with the ball, either juggled it or was not in bounds when he caught the ball. And Carney High will have to punt it away. Did not have a lot of room over there on the sidelines. Roll right, just basically a couple little out routes there. And uh, juggled it, as you said, and didn't have enough room. He did catch it, but by the time he, he uh, secured it, he was out of bounds. So fourth down at five at the 37. And they will have Cannon Coster punt it with that brace on the punting leg. They had Miller doing that, too, in his absence. High punt, or high snap, not much of a rush. He'll boot it up there. It's going to be very short. He needs a uh, hop that goes the wrong way. It's going to die at about the 42-yard line. That's only a 21-yard punt. But you'll notice there he tried to kick that straight in the air. They did not want to give kick that ball down the middle of the field and give Caleb Schweigert an open run at that thing, Doug. Schweigert's really electric in the special teams game as well as on offense. He's their number one uh, receiver with uh, 62 catches on the year for over 700 yards. And Schweigert will be all the way at the top here, all the way in front of the west side bench. And here comes the best offense in Class A as quarterback Dylan Plout sets him down out of the unbalanced eye. Now he comes out from under center. Doug, you talked about it earlier. They just stemmed to a three-front there. Did Carney, you talked about this defensive front might look different. And a quick little out pattern here. It's a wide receiver completion into the hands of Dylan Packett, and Carney's right on top of it at the 43-yard line. Didn't get much at all, maybe a yard. Yeah, really important. That's now screen uh, where the receiver just takes the one step and they throw it down the line of scrimmage to him. Carney did a fabulous job rallying there. Interesting. You said they'd stem to a different front, and immediately the west side quarterback stepped back, audible to that play. To no avail is a nice play by the corner. Trips to the right side. Schweigert now on the left side, the short side by himself. Out of the shotgun. Look to Schweigert. Quick little hitch. Complete at the 50-yard line. He'll get into Carney territory. The ball stripped. And did it stay in bounds? Carney's got it. The Bearcats have the football. Coming up with the foot. Oh, they're going to say he's out of bounds. The ball was recovered out of bounds by Novacek. The ball stripped over there. I believe it was Studi that stripped the ball. Yeah, and because... The Bearcats rallied to the ball carrier there. Studi wasn't looking to tackle. Other guys had him wrapped up, and he just went directly for the ball. So it'll be a completion of eight, third down and one at the Bearcat 49-yard line. Three minutes in, we're scoreless. Opening drive here for Westside. Carney had one first down quarterback sneak, but they may have moved. We may get five yards here. That's exactly the case. They probably haven't had to do that all that much this year. So a five-yard penalty makes it third and six instead of third and one. 
And as a and as a coach, that's so frustrating. You have third down one. You figure you got even two plays in that this situation to make one yard, and and you have somebody move early. And now all of a sudden it's third and six in a totally different scenario. Jaden Coles to the right of his quarterback, Dylan Plounce. Third down and six, and another little quick slant complete and enough for the first down of the Carney 45-44 yard line. Great catch there by Brett Curran, and boy, you can see how dynamic Dylan Plouts is as a quarterback. Yeah, that's really nice there. That's just a, a stick route where they're going to keep going with it. They'll keep carrying it and not stop it, and it's catch and throw right now. A gain of nine on the play, and Westside has their first first down, and they're wasting no time. They'll hand it off to the dynamic eye back, Jaden Coles, and he'll go nowhere. Carney is all over it. Nova checks in there. Off the bottom of the pile, you get Lee Harrington and Miko Maisner. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. That's the first play of the game. Carney got in a forefront, and they ran the ball. Westside did right at it. Yep, and Lee Harrington, they're, you can tell right away with the size of the center, their interior, they're going to have a hard time running the ball with any consistency against the Big Tuna. Trips to the right. Quarterback Dylan Plouts takes it, wants to throw out here, and it's completed into the hands of Schweigert, makes the catch at the 42-yard line. Going to be a gain of about three, maybe four. The officials wait till the entire play is over before they mark the ball. And it looks like they will mark it at the 41, so we'll say it's a gain of four. I like what Carney did there. They sent a blitz, and those are going to get home because they're having to double on Harrington, who came out of the game. Boy, they are going quicker than most college and NFL teams. Third down and long, six, back to pass. Time in the pocket, looking deep, now scrambling. Plouts throws it out here, and it is complete at the 30-yard line to Joseph Stegman. A bullet and enough for a first down on 11-yard gain. And I will say that they're rotating these D linemen, and a big guy like Lee Harrington, as good as he is, he's going to have to take some snaps on the sideline today because of how fast Westside's going. You need to keep those guys fresh. And they are tempo. They're ready to snap it again. Twins each side. They'll hand it off. This time they give it off at the middle of the football field. Big hole for Coles to the 25, the 20. He's got the first down to the 18-yard line, a gain of 12. And Monty explained, or either one of you explained, I mean, they just must be yelling out a single number because they can't be yelling out a play. It's one through five. They are up to the line of scrimmage so far. Oh, yeah, it's fast. At this point, it's all sign language. It's been done and repped so many times. And, well, I'll I'll come back to it in a second. West side first and 10 of the red zone at the 18. They'll hand it off again. Trouble. Running left, now changing directions is going to be Jaden Coles. He's running backwards. He's running backwards. And finally, Stalbert's able to push him out of bounds at the 23-yard line. That's going to be a loss of five on the play and bring up second down and 15. I mean, Doug, the vernacular in football today has changed so much. You don't go, I write 34 power or any of that kind of stuff anymore. Everything has a word. Our offense, literally, we can go radar jets, and that's a four-receiver route just simply with two words. Second and 15. Four wide again. Plouts, long count. Straight back to pass. Steps up. Throws over the middle of the football field. It's deflected and incomplete. The intended receiver was Joseph Stegman. Murray was in there along with Studi and deflected it. And it went over the deep wide receiver and into the end zone incomplete third and 15. Both third down passing situations. Lee Harrington has come out of the game. Carney's playing their version of a nickel. They'll get into a three-man front. Lee Harrington is out of the ball game as, as not in a pass rusher. You've got your three small guys rushing, and you got your linebackers and your safety. So this here's their nickel look. Third and 15 at the Bearcat, 23 empty backfield. Plouts in the pocket. Now scrambles. Now hit. Now throws it up for grabs, and it's incomplete as he was nearly sacked back there at the 30-yard line. Good pressure, and now a field goal situation coming up for the Warriors. Those were the first two incomplete passes. And you got to give some credit to that secondary. Plouts, as quickly as he threw it early, 
had some time to throw it and just decided there was nobody open. Monty, what I really like is that's almost a true dime package because they brought Harrington out and brought another skilled guy in and then blitzed him. I like that. You know, you're exactly right. And that was a great coverage sack there. As you mentioned, Doug, he didn't have time. Jack Bush lines up for a 40-yard field goal on the right hash into the wind. Snap, good, placement, good. The kick is away, and the kick is good. And Omaha West Side takes their opening drive of the football game and able to stick it in, although they did have it first and 10 at the 18, 6.59 to go. First quarter, West Side 3, Carney nothing here on Classic Hits. Genetics first, straight second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the field, getting to know your hybrid choices this season, inside and out, so that they can be your trusted resource to help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique early incentives, contact your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist today. Aurora Cooperative, putting owners' equity to work. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. For the first time since Carney has trailed since the Fremont game, and, well, if the same thing happens here that happened against Fremont, <laughs> Carney High will be okay. They'd take it. Carney High ended up, uh, after falling behind in that ball game, 6 to nothing, uh, went on to beat Fremont 61-16. to Again, here's a pooch kick, and backing up to take it at the 25-yard line and just calling a fair catch that time for the Carney Bearcats is going to be Nick James. This is really working out for Westside because if they kick it out of the back of the end zone, they get it at the 20 is all. I mean, they got it at the 22 and now at the 25. So this has worked out for Westside not to let the electric guys from Carney touch it. And they're not getting hurt field position-wise. Well, Carney very conservative on both of those. Again, could have caught it, ran forward, but uh, decided not to. And the Bearcats will have it at the 25-yard line. Down three to nothing. Second possession. They're going to go I formation. Jorgensen is the fullback. Handed off. Studi up the middle. He's got room. 30, 32, 33 yard line. It's going to be a gain of seven. Second carry for Studi. He's averaging seven yards per touch. Yeah, I think it was Jacob McLaughlin over there had a devastating block. I mean, the definition of a pancake for the Bearcats there. That was a much uh, more physical look by Carney than we saw in the first drive. When in doubt, you're going to go ISO. You're going to try to get that inside game established behind the 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 the, the bulldog of Will Jorgensen leading the way there. Just twins, single. Right end, left, Stallbird to the right. Now they want to throw a screen out of the backfield, and Coster way underthrows Will Jorgensen. The ball tipped by the only man that was coming through there on that blitz for Omaha West Side, Daniel Opperman, and it's going to be third down and three. Well, you talk about big preparation, and these guys cooking the, up the witch's brew this week. We've seen a lot of adjustments by both teams. West Side that time was in a forefront. You know, you usually don't see so many of these switches this early in a game. Well, when we were talking with Coach Freud, I asked him, well, when will you know first couple of drives what kind of game this would be? He said maybe the whole first half before you settle it down. Third and three, back out of the shotgun now for Coster. Going to run option to the right side. He'll pitch it to Studi. Studi has the first down and more, and he'll be brought down at the 40-yard line by Brett Curran. A gain of seven on the play. So Studi, three carries and seven yards each time for 21 yards. 
Yeah, yeah, and Carney looks like they've got the speed on the edge. Would you agree with that, Monty? I, I would, especially when it comes to the linemen and the outside linebackers. They, uh, and, but a lot of that is, is, is being held by Cannon going down the line. Their linebackers can't flow quite so fast. He's getting that pitch out there quickly to Studi, and Studi's outrunning that linebacker pursuit. Now they're going to go trips to the left, and Stalberg, the lone man over here to the short side of the field. Pitch play, Maisner's short side. He's going to get what he can. He's going to be tackled from behind by Trevor Bross. At about the 44-yard line, a gain of four here for the Bearcats. Yeah, and I'm telling you, four yards in a game like this is just golden. You can get four a play. The only thing that takes you off the field is the band. Well, a couple things right now. The run is working, so why would Carney go away from it? Secondly, you talked about Coster. Well, they know he's got the gimp knee. Why wouldn't you cover the pitch man a little heavier and make Coster run it up the field, which he did once earlier for an eight-yard gain? For second down and six here, out of the eye. Jorgensen the lead, black on ISO. They'll give it to Maisner. He'll pick a couple. This time a pretty good surge by the west side defense to the 46. It'll be third and four. Yeah, that was gang tackle city there. This will be interesting here on a, on, a, on a big third down play. Carney doesn't really want to give the ball back uh, right away without getting some sort of scoring opportunity. We'll see. We've seen some couple different things. We've seen a sprint option. We've seen a rollout on third down. A lot of it to the right. We'll see if... Uh, they're going right because they're right-handed and they like that way, or if they see some sort of matchup that they like that way too. Maybe now they'll they'll attack the left hand, the wide side of the field here uh, with this formation. It is third down and four Bearcats at their own 46. They will send in motion Thad Huber. They'll roll that way, looking for Huber. Now backside in trouble. Coster scrambles. Coster going to be brought down. He did not get back to the line of scrimmage. A loss of one. It'll be fourth and five. And again, Carney High is going to have to put it away. That was oh so close to getting busted out the backside. Yep, he was he was looking right away. You see, he took a little token look to the right, but he was looking to throw that to that backside, that wide side of the field to the left. Uh, Stolper is well, always the man out there on his own. Yep, yep, and well covered, and he tried to tried to bust out the left hand side, but now they're going to have to punt the ball back on a fourth down and five. Max protect Coster, and it's a fake. Coster up the middle of the field, first down, 50, 45, 40, look out, 35, still on his feet, 30, and he's upended inside the 30 at the 27-yard line. That knee must be just fine. Here's the key, and we do it in fall camp every year. We always work on our quarterback. We try to get our quarterback to be our punter. We work hard at that, and we're at the C2 level, but it works here. It adds everything to you if you can have your quarterback be the punter because they're, they're trying to get the big return with Schweigert. And he just held it, let them all run off, and he took off. Absolutely, and it was straight up the middle, too. There wasn't any trickery to it. It was basically, as you said, they were setting up the return. They'd peeled back. He went right up the middle, and you, uh, a big play. That was a, that was a very nice play, well-designed, well-scouted play for Game of 28, and the Bearcats are at the 28-yard line. Coster with Jorgensen in the backfield. He wants to follow him, and that play did not work. Coster, well, he breaks a tackle, and he at least gets a couple. Boy, four West Side Warriors bounced right off of him, and Coster is going to get three. I thought maybe Jorgensen took off a little early there, and we were going to get a flag, and uh, Coster was able to shake free. Second down and seven, 315 and counting to go in the first quarter. The Class A state quarterfinals, Omaha West Side three. Carney high nothing here on KKPR-FM. Carney, Grand Island, Hastings. Well, there again, that play was blocked very well at the point of attack, but as Monty said in that first drive, these linebackers and safety run their alley and their run fit as good as anybody that we'll see, and it just ended. 
Second down and seven for the Bearcats, and we are going to have a delay of game, it appears, unless a timeout got called. A timeout was called by the Bearcats, so they're able to save the five yards. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, serving you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. 2.49 to go first quarter, West Side 3, Kearney nothing. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. The folks at Buzz's Marine want to stress the importance of weatherizing your boat. Let Buzz's first-class service technicians work on your boat now so you don't have to worry about it in the spring. A little preventative maintenance will save you time, money, and a huge headache in the spring. So go to buzzesmarine.com and see what tailored winterization package will work best for your boat. Then call Buzz's Marine at 308-234-4576 to set up an appointment. Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central, Cardi. Out of the timeout, Coster rolls, 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 pump fake, now throws down the sideline at the 15-yard line, incomplete, just trying to throw a safety one there so that it wouldn't get picked off. Intended, uh-oh, getting up a little slow over here, is Josh Ray. He went back down, Doug. And so did the west side defender. He's down on the sideline as well. So maybe they knock knees. Uh, but you've got uh, Ray heading to the table, training table right now, walking very gingerly. And you've got a west side player down over here on the Kearney sideline. Third down and seven coming up for the Bearcats at the west side 25-yard line. And as we take a look at what's going on with the injury, it's a good time to take a first look at the Simonson Agency scoreboard and what's going on around the state tonight. In Class A, Bellevue West scores first, 6-0 on Creighton Prep. Omaha North over Millard South, 7-0. And Millard West and Omaha Burke, 7-7 all in the first quarter. In Class B, the 6 o'clock games are in the third quarter. Omaha Scott, 23, McCook, 14. York, 28, Scotts Bluff, nothing. Elkhorn South, 21, Elkhorn, 7. And in the first quarter, Gretna's on the board, leading Grand Island Northwest, 7-0. In C1, all in the first quarter, Norfolk Catholic and Aquinas scoreless. Wahoo leads Wayne, 7-0. Boone Central Newman Grove leads Boystown, 6-0. And Pierce, 14-0 in the first quarter over West Point Beamer. In C2, second quarter, Lincoln Lutheran, 14. Arcadia Loop City, nothing. In the first quarter, Centennial leads Central City, 14-0. Battle Creek has scored first on Ponca, 7-0. And Utan leads Valentine, 6-0. Riverside and Harvard won the six-man semifinals earlier today. And I believe that's Opperman, guys, 29 for Omaha Westside. Want to double-check on that? Yeah, I believe that's what it is. Or Tyson Guzman. They've got their hand on his back, and I can't get the number. Might be Guzman over there. Twenty. It's either Guzman or Opperheim. Opperman. You know, Doug, in this situation from the 25-yard line, it's third down and seven, so they have to make a decision right now. They're a little bit with the wind, so they probably are in some field goal range, although it's probably at the edge of Gabe Hines' uh, time. We'll see what uh, if we run a rollout pass here. We, when we look to the uh, a little bit of run game, looks like there's trips to the right. It was Opperman. And now third down and seven at the 25. Coster under pressure. Coster being hit. Coster being sacked at the 32. Now you probably have to go for it. 
fourth down and 12, a loss of five on the play on the sack, and they got some pressure in there immediately. Yeah, the tackle, the left tackle just got beat bad there uh, for Carney. And, you know, this is just a, this is an uncomfortable spot. You're too close to punt. You're definitely, I would think, too far to kick a field goal. They have the wind at their back. Had they not lost the five? Uh, talking with Coach Cool, he felt comfortable with the wind at 45. He's probably not going to push it more than that. And they would have had a 43-yarder. This would be a 47-yarder, so they're going to line up at least to go for it. Let's see if they try to draw them off. Well, they're counting, Doug. They don't have any time. Coster back to pass. Now rolling to his right under immense pressure. He's going to have to chuck it, and he'll throw across the middle of the football field, and it is knocked away and maybe picked off. Doesn't matter if it's knocked away or picked off. Westside should have just knocked it down. That's actually going to help Carney as it's intercepted by Tyson Guzman at the 21-yard line. It would have been their ball at the 32, so... Carney actually gained 11. No difference who caught that one. They were going to be down right there, but it will go down as a turnover, and Westside will take over. So Carney had a good situation, just couldn't capitalize. The back end of Westside's defense is playing very well right now because Coster is making, extending these plays and getting out on the edge, and there's nobody to throw to. Well, that, that pattern there is only about a two-receiver pattern. It wasn't like he had a whole big passing tree involved there. So now Westside has the ball from their own 21-yard line. Up three to nothing, and they'll go with a draw right here. Big hole up the middle of the football field for Jaden Coles. 30 down the sideline, 40, and he's going to be shoved out of bounds near midfield at the 47-yard line, a gain of 26 for Jaden Coles. Yeah, Harrington again. It happened on the long run on the last drive. He's, he's trying swim moves, and he's given that little number 50, 180-pound guy, 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, he's giving him his body, and he's getting worked. He's got to just use his hands and get rid of that guy. Ready to go again. West side on the draw, runs into his own right tackle. Now he's dancing around in the backfield and still dancing. He put a little John Travolta on him, and finally Coles wiggles his way back to the line of scrimmage, but... He had all kinds of his offensive linemen in his way. That's why he couldn't get up the field. Well, you saw Jaden Cole in his quick feet there. There's no reason he should have got back line of scrimmage, and, and he, he got through about three different guys to get him in a second-nine situation. Yeah, and Coles is, I mean, he's a 1,000-yard rusher and a 600-yard receiver. I mean, this kid's their guy. Four wideouts, Coles again up the middle of the field, and they will grab him by the jersey just when he crosses midfield to the 49, and he's going to pick up four on the play. It'll be third down and six. Yeah, Lee Harrington made the tackle there, did a nice job. There he used his hands. He shed the blocker. But that inside zone right now with what Carney's doing up front, that's, those are pretty big holes. Well, and, and just as you said, because of the multi-receiver offense they have, we are spread out quite a bit. There you see a three-man rush coming up here. Harrington stays in this situation. Third and six, back to pass. Plouts looks to his right, fires, and the ball is incomplete. Overshot the intended receiver, Joseph Stegman. Isaiah Stalbert did come over the top. A few of the West Side fans wanted a flag just because there was some contact, but it is incomplete. And Plouts, after connecting on his first five passes, is now missed on his next three, and we will see West Side punt for the first time. 39 seconds to go here in quarter number one. West side's up three to nothing, so it's not 21-14. I guess the the style of play is more Carney. I was just going to say, Carney will, will take a lower scoring game at this point, but they certainly want to uh, score on their next drive. They've had some success offensively, just haven't been able to uh, capitalize yet. Katie Yoakum in to putt now for the Warriors. They haven't had to do this very much this year. A little pressure from the right side. 
wobbly kick that will not be returnable. Bounces at the 20, goes out of bounds between the 17 and the 18-yard line. They will mark it at the 18. That's a 31-yard punt. No return of the Bearcats. All three of their drives have started at the 25 or in, and this one will start at the 18. Yeah, and right here, Carney just needs to continue to lay on a smaller defensive line of West Side and just stay committed to what they're doing because this brand of offense, as you guys alluded to in the open, it will bust some big plays off some simple stuff. Cannon Coster still kind of favoring that right knee, right leg, and why wouldn't you? He's getting his first extensive work. Now, even with a little rehab, there couldn't have been a whole lot of time for rehab while he was trying to get ready here. So first down and 10 at their own 18. Low snap, fake it to the studio, quarterback run all the way, right side, gives a little shoulder fake, gets across the 20, gets five to the 23-yard line, and gets out of bounds. Just just a fake to the running back there and a quarterback keep the whole way. See a little bit of the strength of Cannon Coster. You know, doesn't ever look real quick out there, but certainly is difficult to tackle. A nice five-yard gain on first down. And you're seeing this pace of Westside's offense. Lee Harrington not out there playing offensive line right now. You're seeing different bodies up front. When you just sprint, 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 it takes a lot of gas out. Back to the I formation on second down and five at the 23. Coster, three-step drop. Quick little out completed to the hands of Obermiller. Obermiller will be right at the first down stick, maybe a yard short. We'll call it third down and one. That's only the second completion in six passes for Coster. He's two of six with a pick and nine yards. The state football playoffs on Classic Hits are brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. But like Monty said a minute ago, you know, he is only two of six, but conceptually, they're not running a lot of concepts that would produce a bunch of uh, completions right now. Stallbird up top, just going to be a quarterback keeper, and Will Jorgensen helping his quarterback, Cannon Coster, go over left guard or left tackle and get the first down. So a gain of two there for Coster. And Carney would not have to run another play here in the first quarter if they don't want to, but they may hustle up there. And, again, the wind's not a big factor. It looks like it is swirling and maybe coming back into their face. So that'll be the final play of the first quarter in the 2017 Class A State High School quarterfinals here at Foster Field. On the strength of a 40-yard field goal from Jack Bush, it is Omaha Westside 3, Carney nothing. Back with quarter two after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Farmers and ranchers are gearing up to get their crops out of the field, and sometimes they have to take the main roads to get there. You've probably gotten stuck behind one of those slow-moving orange triangles a time or two. Well, this fall, the Buffalo County Farm Bureau would like to remind everyone to slow down, be careful, and drive safely. These men and women are planting food for our tables. So next time you get stuck behind a farmer on the way to the field, just give him or her a wave. It's just food in progress. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture culture. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. With our producer-engineer back at the studios, Grace Clark, Bonnie Krasenstein, and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda back with you here at Foster Field. Kearney High now has it first and 10 at their own 29-yard line, down 3 nothing to start the second quarter. Murray will go in motion from left to right. They'll run toss sweep that way. Little hole, 30-35, open down the right sideline, 50 foot race 40 30 
and breaking the tackle at the 20. Touchdown, Carney High, Miko Maisner, 71 yards. That dude can fly. I mean, it's tough. He was patient, but once he got the edge, look out. And that was the first time that Carney had run motion. Nate Murray ran motion across the field to help lead block the two west side outside, outside containment jumped to the outside. Miko stuck his foot in the ground and kind of cut it up inside, and you saw that speed. Wow. Yeah, and you can't do that. You said it. They jumped outside. We talked about those run fits. You have to stay true to your run fits, and you can't play hero ball there. Miko made them pay. And Gabe Hines now with the extra point. Plenty of leg. It's up, and it is good. So the first play of the second quarter gives us our first five points bank touchdown. Five points bank, the better bank. A 71-yard touchdown run from Miko Mazner. Carney 7, West Side 3. The crowd warms up, and we'll be back with the kickoff in a moment. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you well one play just like that uh, the crowd for carney high something to cheer about the bearcats now up seven to nothing as gabe hines will put the ball on the tee seven to three if i said seven to nothing it's seven to three and there are three men back at the 10 yard line as the kick is drilled and you don't have to worry about it because it's going into the end zone first and 10 west side at the 20. Yeah, that was a great kick. What a weapon. You know, we always talk about that. But in high school football, if you can keep the fire drill from happening on special teams, it's such an advantage. And Omaha Westside can return the football. They can turn yeah. two kickoffs for touchdowns against Bellevue West in that high-scoring game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, now here's where the Bearcats can squeeze a little life out of them. Come out here and play big D right here. Flip it and get your offense back on the field. We're here in the Carney Towing Repair broadcast booth at Foster Field. Let's see how Westside responds here as they go four wideouts. Quarterback Dylan Plouts with his eye back, Jaden Coles. They'll send motion from left to right. Back to pass, looking for a backside wheel route. Doesn't like it. All day to throw down the field, and it is caught at the 40 and breaking containment 50. Brett Curran, 40. Back into the middle of the field, and he will be brought down at the 35-yard line. And a big answer right there to Brett Curran as you're going to kick off 45 yards on the biggest offensive play of the game so far for Westside. Yeah, and it was broke down. There really wasn't much there, and the defensive back went for the big play. And when you do that, sometimes uh, you can't, there, there's no tackle to be made. That's well, Davis, Davis Skiles, who uh, went, went for the interception, ball went over his head, and away he went. It'll be first down and 10 at the Bearcat 35 in motion. Took the center an extra eighth of a count to snap that, and that'll be the second penalty of the ball game. That little dude's yelling at his quarterback. He's mad. 
Now, that's all we've had is illegal motion. Each team had one in the first quarter, and that's the second one of the football game. But, uh, again, you see Dylan Plouts being very comfortable in the pocket. His number one wasn't there, and he waited, he waited, he waited, and then he just said, all right, I'm going to throw this rocket down the field. Really extended the play with his legs. First and 15. Plouts trips to the right side, looking left all the way, going to the end zone, one-on-one for his big man, of the ball is incomplete, Caleb Schweigert. And they threw a penalty flag and a horrible, a horrible, horrible call. I will say that. I can get, you heard Larry. I mean, there wasn't even any contact. That's terrible. The guy cut back inside to try to go get the football, and they're going to bail out west side with and a 15-yard pass interference. Here's, here's actually the issue because there's no contact there, and the new rule this year in high school football is you can face guard. As long as there's no contact, you can face guard, do whatever you want. He's in his face there, but there's no contact. You know, the interesting thing where Davis Skiles is a cornerback we're talking about there, kind of took a shot at him there, and uh, he did turn and look for the ball. Might have been a little bit late, but he did turn and look for the ball late. Uh, kind of an interesting play, interesting call over there. I think I think that the referee got just a little excited, maybe anticipated that, that a little bit because the flag came out of his pocket so quickly. I uh, didn't wait, wait to see what had happened. And maybe when we uh, look... At the the replay, maybe he grabs his arm or something sure. like that. But uh, he's a long ways away. Definitely didn't look like there was look like there was actual space between the two guys over there. And because it was first and fifteen, that covers the fifteen yards. In high school, it's not an automatic first down, but it does cover it, and it will be first and ten at the twenty-five. Handoff right side, Coles. Coles trying to get to the outside, cuts it back up, and gets inside the twenty of the fifteen, and he'll have another first down at the thirteen-yard line, a gain of twelve. For Jaden Coles, so after Carney takes it down the field, Westside with their most impressive series. Good old-fashioned outside stretch play there. Just quarterback has to sprint to get in the ball on the outside. Stretch play and uh, cut it up for some good yardage. Ready to go again. Out of the pistol. Quick little slant ball. Batted to the air and intercepted Bingo. by Murray. Murray at the 5, looking to return. Up to the 10 and gets it to the 15-yard line. I think that might have been Novacek that got his hand on the football, and Murray will get the interception. Yeah, that was the old bat, and I mean, it went straight in the air. You know, 90% of the time that ball goes up like that, the defense is going to get it. You saw what Westside is trying to do. do. There was a there's a man on air there, just a quick pass. Novacek had some really quick hands, popped it up in the air, and uh, Murray takes it back. Big play for the Kearney defense as Westside was rolling there. They got first and 10 from their own 14-yard line. Here we go. And, of course, his family sitting right ahead of us here in the stands, so they're enjoying that. And here's a handoff to Studi straight up the gut. He'll get to the 20-yard line, a gain of six on the first play after Kearney scores the touchdown. So Studi has had a lot of success here. Uh, early on, of course, Maisner breaks the 71-yarder, but Studi's averaging seven yards per touch. Yeah, and right now, and this helps your O-line so much, like that the sideline for Carney right now is electric. The stands are crazy. That helps you so much to get in there and be physical. It'll be second down and a long four out of the I formation. They switch Atchison from the right end to the left end. A little adjustment on the defensive front. They'll run it straight up the gut, and Studi looked like he wanted to cut, and his foot gave out. He'll make about a yard to the 21. Yep, inside run game here with Studi. You can see what makes Carney so dangerous with Mazner and Studi. You know, both of those guys have shouldered the load, 630 yards for Studi on the year, 676 before this game for Miko. Uh, sharing the duties, I'll take 1,200 yards out of my running back anytime, anyplace. On the other side, Creighton Prep has scored, and uh, has an 8-6 lead. 
So either a two-point conversion or a safety. Prep leads Bellevue West 8-6. Omaha North over Millard South 21-0. And Burke and West 14-all. Jorgensen in motion to the right side. They'll follow him, and Studi is going to have the first down over the 25 to the 26-yard line. He gets what he needed and moved the chains here for the Bearcats. And that's so important. Right now, that's just straight ISO, Mm -hmm. and it's so important to be able to do that because it's so demoralizing. Westside is such an offensive-minded team. They want to get out and go fast and do all the fancy stuff. And when you just are getting hit in the teeth and hit in the teeth, and by what you think is inferior scheme, because you you know what I mean, you don't think ISO is, it's very demoralizing. Brett Obermiller will be the lone man to the right. They've got Stalberg down here in a trip package all the way to the left, and they'll run option that way. And Coster, well, he ate at that time. It was well covered by Westside. I think they were going to have Mazer, the pitch man, covered as well. But just diving forward to get about a half a yard is Coster. It'll stay second and ten. Great defense. Right there. Yeah, there's no doubt. They've seen a little bit enough of that sprint option now. They sh- there shouldn't be any surprises as far as their assignment is concerned. Uh, there you saw them, as Doug's mentioned, had had everybody covered. We have a second down and 10 here, second nine and a half from the 26-yard line, and we'll see if uh, it turns into a passing situation of some sort here behind the chains just a little bit. Yeah, and Cannon Costner impressed me. There are a lot of quarterbacks try to force that pitch, and it gets in trouble. Second down and 10, motion man again, this time Huber from right to left, giving him trips to the short side, run option, Coster's going to try to keep it, breaks one tackle, spin, hit, 30, and brought down right there. He's going to get about four yards on the play, and it'll be third down and six. Let's take a quick look at the scoreboard, brought to you by the Simonson Agency, your farmer's insurance agent, and Carney, covering you for home, life, and auto insurance in the strip mall just west of the Apple Market. We looked at A and B in the fourth quarter, York 35, Scotts Bluff 6. In the third, Elkhorn South 21, Elkhorn High 7. Also in the third, Scott 23, and McCook 14. Gretna leading Northwest as Northwest has just scored 10-7 in the second quarter. Bearcats now on third and about six yards to go. Coster looking to the sideline here. Taking a long time. time. They're going to have to call a timeout. Yep. Didn't like what they saw here from West Side, so the Bearcats will call their second timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, the Class A state quarterfinals, 7.45 to go in the second quarter. It's Kearney 7, Omaha West Side 3. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Chally at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney want to take a look at a few more of the scores here on our Simonson Agency scoreboard in Class C. In the second quarter, Aquinas and Norfolk Catholic, 7-7. Wahoo leads Wayne, 7-0. Pierce over West Point Beamer, 21-7. And Boone Central Newman Grove as they get to the second quarter, leading Boys Town, 12-0. In C2, second quarter scores, Battle Creek, 7. Ponca, 6. Utan, 6. Valentine, nothing. Centennial, 14. Central City, nothing. And at the half, Lincoln Lutheran leading Arcadia Loop City 14 to nothing. As we're ready to go here for the Bearcats, third down and five, make it six at their own 30, up seven to three. Fake the handoff, Coster under pressure. He's going to be in trouble, tries to throw it away. Are they going to let him get away with it? They had pressure all over him back at the 18-yard line, and I do not see a flag, so Coster was able to get rid of it. There were two receivers there. 
But, boy, he had pressure on him immediately. He turned around on a little bootleg and had no chance to step into a throw. Yeah, I think Monty said it both when they're running speed option and this boot game. Westside has seen it enough both on film and live tonight. They've got that thing handled. They're having trouble protecting that uh, Westside right side. And here's Coster to boot it. He went with the left foot, pounded in the air, and a fair catch called for at the 29-yard line by the return man, Avante Dickerson. And so it'll be first down and 10 for Westside. A 41-yard punt, actually. Yeah, and Avante Dickerson's just a freshman. You don't see that very often in a, a Class A game. Yep, and there's three There's three freshmen that are playing for Westside. I went out and looked at them before the game, walked around a little bit pregame. They don't look like freshmen. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll have the first half stats, update our scoreboard, talk about what's still to come, a little eight-man quarterfinals next week, district volleyball tomorrow, state next week. Caleb Schweigert double-checking the play here with quarterback Dylan Plouts. He's on the short side all alone, trips to the top. Long cadence here at their own 29-yard line. Looking for Schweiger all the way. Now decides to tuck it up. Looking, looking. Trouble. Plouts is going to have to throw it away. Boy, he had Schweiger, and then he looked away over to the trips, and when he came back, Schweiger was gone. I don't know why he didn't throw it to Schweiger. He was open at the first down marker at the 40. Yeah, it makes you think maybe it was called from the sideline. They were trying to look a safety off and get a big play to the top. I don't know. Well, the other thing is sometimes from up here it's easy to see, and he might have had someone in his line of sight there on his first reaction, but... Uh, Carney again playing a lot of defensive backs against his four receiver set. They're ready to go. Second down and 10. Hand off to the new eye back, which is Matt Gurnett, or fullback, I should say. Gurnett, and he is going to get a couple to the 32 yard line. Yeah, Gurnett's a bowling ball. He's 5'9, 205, and he's put together. Oh, Westside just had somebody go down. That, yeah. was, that was as they were trying to get back to the huddle, wasn't it? Trenton Hannock, I think he's an O-lineman. Stood up, went back down. So we've got an injury brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. We have 7.02 to go in the first half of our Class A quarterfinal. It is Westside 3rd and 8 at their own 31-yard line. Carney 7, Westside 3. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Well, Nielsen is able to get off the field under his own power. Empty backfield, five wideouts now for Westside on third down and eight at the 31. Quick throw to the right side. It is complete and breaking a tackle, but not the second one. Will Jorgensen able to make the tackle as Davis Skiles slowed him up just enough. It is a gain of six, and it'll be fourth down and two at their own 37-yard line. But in a 7-3 game in the first half, uh, Brett Freund not ready to roll the dice just yeah, yet. Jaden Coles made the tackle there, and that was a really good job by Davis Skiles to hang on to the jersey until his buddies got there because Coles just about got loose. Coles was the inside receiver. I watched him the whole way. He ran outside fin route. Very nice tackle, one-on-one tackle by Skiles to uh, get the ball back, apparently, for Carney. A little late getting somebody on the field here for Westside. Carney's already executed a fake punt. They actually have some motion out there. 
rugby-style kick, and they will boot it away. This is returnable on the run. Studi takes it at the 35, and he is going to be wrapped up and brought down by Dylan Packett. Good open field tackle there by Packett. And a punt that time of only 26 yards. Carney gets about four on the return, and they're up 7-3 to three with the ball. One of the things I like about this Carney team, some of their personalities, each team has a different personality, and you see a little bit of the, uh, the I don't want to say cockiness, but the confidence that they have. And they also have some guys with some short memories. You know, when they make a bad play and they've had some guys, that's just their personality sometimes, and and, uh, and and that's a good thing to have, especially when you're playing against a very good offense. It's going to complete some passes, make some plays. Isaiah Stalbert has not touched the football yet in this first half, boys. It's about time. Let's find out. Twins to the right. They run option short side. Coster's going to pitch it to Maisner. A little late pitch, and he runs right into the two defenders out there in Brett Curran. Also had Kernan over there. Going to pick up a few yards, though, as he crosses the 40. And it's going to be a gain of four, second down and six. Maisner with the touchdown, a 71-yard run on the first play of the quarter. Yeah, again, another nice little first down. It's been second down that's kind of been Carney's bugaboo. They're moving the ball on first down, and they've kind of let the, the – it's been the second down that hasn't been great, and it's put them in these third and longs. That's the sixth option play that Carney High has ran. That's obviously a big part of their game plan tonight. Maisner now in the backfield out of the shotgun. Here comes pressure. They'll fake the hand up wide open for Coster. 45-50 down the sideline. He'll be tripped up. Good job coming off his block to make the tackle. Tyson Guzman, but a first down for the Bearcats, a gain of nine. That was a great job. They pulled Harrington there. They ran a little dart play, showed the inside zone to to the right, pulled Harrington back across, quarterback Keith. You, you call it a dart play in your vernacular. I call it Scott Frost counter. Yeah. That, that is. <laughs> you, you, you go one way and come on back the other way with the counter, big old big tuna leading it through there. It's like it's like an eight-man play that they use all the time, boys. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. There, huh? Back to pass, Coster. Quick little out, and we're going to get a penalty flag before the completed pass to Obermiller. And again, Cannon Coster has run the ball 10 times. One of those was on the fake punt. So nine runs, and most of them designed or on the option. Are you a little surprised coming out with that brace on that he's carried the ball this many times? I'm a little bit surprised. I said that I didn't didn't think they'd do it this early, but uh, obviously he felt good in practice. He looked good in practice. That's an integral part of this this game plan so far. Yeah, and it's kind of what they do. Um, and I, I suppose they felt like, I mean, he could do it in practice, and they said, if you're good, let's let's run with this thing. No, no need to save it for anything, right? Well, yeah, we're not playing 50% Cannon Coster. Right. Or else they could have stayed with Miller. It was an illegal procedure. Straight quarterback draw. Tries to get to the 50, runs over a guy and gets into Westside territory. The ball came loose. I don't know. They're going to give it to Westside. Coster looked like he was down, and Brandon Cool is incensed. He's right in the ear of the official. Coster looked like he was well down on the play. And, Cost- and Westside's going to get a break. Coster just gutted Curran. I mean, lowered his shoulder and gutted him. And I, yeah, it looked like he got stripped a little bit on the way down. I couldn't tell because I had the, the sideline in front of me of how far down he was. Of course, the right in front of Brandon Cool, I think Brandon Cool uh, disagreed with that call. So, each team has got a pretty good break. Carney was on the move after the interception that uh, West Side threw that Nate Murray picked off at the five. And Cool's a pretty level-headed guy. For him to get that upset... Well, it was right in front of him. It was right in front of him. So, first down and ten, and they're actually going to put quarterback Dylan Plouts under center this time. A rarity there. 
Matt Gurnett is going to slide from the right slot to the left slot, and we've got penalty flags. A delay of game going to be called here on Omaha West Side. That, you hate that, a delay of game on your first offensive play. That was old school power there. They wrapped the guard there. They just got in that offset eye and ran power. Now, that's different. West Side probably hasn't run power too many times this year. No, that, that was interesting, too, and it's too bad because – you know, they, they were coming off a turnover, and they should have been a little bit faster tempo coming out of that. Now they get out of that set, go shotgun again with Schweigert to the right, looking left all the way, deep slant, in and out of the hands, and a big shot laid out there by defensive back Bo Sostet on the intended receiver, Dylan Packett. Murray was waiting for him there on the shot. You know, Sostet on the coverage with Murray. He got a little alligator arms there. He ran a slant. They faked a little bit to the bubble and ran the, ran the slant there in front of Murray, and... Uh, Westside receiver got a little bit nervous there. Second down and 15 for Westside, trailing 7-3, 4.25 to go here in the second quarter. A lot more motion here lately from Westside. Plouts under center. They want to run stretch to the left side. It's going to be Jaden Coles, has some room, 50 into Carney territory, 45, falls forward to the 44. That is a big gain of 14 on the play, it appears, and he's going to be just short of the first down. Here's the different piece there. They've run that outside zone play several times, but not with the fullback lead. They offset the fullback there. Yep, yep, absolutely. Here comes quarterback sneak. Nope, fullback. Dive, and boy, great tackle out there by the Bearcats. Josh Ray, they may not have got it with Matt Gurnett. Just tried to run a dive play. There was no going. There was no push by the offensive line. Fullback thrown back. Fourth down. They're going to line They're up. going for it. Line up either quarterback sneak or dive again. Last time they jumped, hard count, Carney doesn't move, and now Westside may call a timeout. That's what's going to happen. They tried to get the senior experienced quarterback, Dylan Plouts, up there. Hard count, and Carney did not jump. Good discipline. First timeout of the ball game for Omaha Westside. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, serving you since 1994. With 3.34 to go in the first half, a lot of action, but it's only Carney 7, Omaha Westside 3. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Doug Duda, Monty Krasenstein, Larry Baker. Got to go for it here, right, guys? No question. 7-3, Carney High. Remember, Westside and will get the ball to start down. the third quarter of play. So fourth down and about a half a yard here for Westside at the Carney 44-yard line. They're going to line up in power eye. They do have three wideouts, though. Plouts, quarterback sneak, straight ahead, got hit. Let's see. They shove him backwards. Where the initial procedure going to be? Now, where, where the side judge on the chain side ran in, Doug, he was behind it. Dad Huber, Hunter Novacek. Man, there's a whole bunch of mass of humanity there. Are they even going to bring the chains out, fellas? Yeah, I think they're going to they're going to look at it, but the, well, the, the Carney offense is already it. on the field. Yeah, where he ran in, I was watching the – the side judge over there where he ran in, he was well short, I thought. I thought where the side judge ran in, he got another half yard, but they do mark it at the 44-yard line, and this shouldn't be close. 
This should be a good half yard short. It is, and Carney Bearcat football. So both teams get a turnover, then both teams give it back. Carney goes turnover to turnover, and here they stop them on fourth down. So the Bearcats will have 3:30, one timeout, and at their own 44, up 7-3. Yeah, and for Carney, this you know the whole turnover bit cost them about 10 or 15 yards is all. But you got to give credit to that Carney interior line two times on third and one and fourth and one. Fullback dive, quarterback sneak, big push. Nothing for Westside. Of course, Westside, as you mentioned earlier, isn't used to run a lot of power football. So the Bearcats now come out in the I formation. Coster under center. Jorgensen, the fullback. They give it to Studi. Studi blasts straight ahead, gets two to the 46. This has just turned into an old-school tough guy football game, hasn't it? <laughs> it's so interesting because all we talked about was the offenses and, and how many points it would take to win this game, and all of a sudden you get a, ha- a game where it's 7-3. It looks actually like an old-school Westside Carney. High-power football game, as you said. Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, Westside takes the opening drive, gets stalled, kicks a field goal, and Carney's offense really hasn't done much other than the 73-yarder. want to correct myself. Mazner was in, and when he runs between tackles, that's usually not what you do with Miko. Four wideouts, motion again. Huber from right to left, giving him trips to the near side. Option that way. Coster pitches it to Mazner. It's going to be strung out. Miko gets to the Jeez. corner, up the field. 50, nice move into Westside territory. Had the first down. I didn't think he could cut it up without getting out of bounds, and they'll mark him down all the way at the 40-yard line. That was a special play by Miko Mazner because I'm going to tell you right now, Westside had it defended. And you don't, oftentimes you don't see a sophomore give a stiff arm like that and then throw on the Jets. That was an individual play that was outstanding. Beautiful, beautiful. Mazner almost 100 yards rushing. Of course, when you get a 71-yarder, that helps. First and 10 at the 40-yard line on west side. Same play option. Coster pitches. Mazner gets a block. Squeezes between the defenders. Gets six, gets seven. Inside the 35 to the 33-yard line. I mean, if you're watching on Saturdays and they run that option, that's like a three-yard game. It's been about seven every time for Carney or more. Yeah, and I would argue Westside's playing it better now than they were at any point in the game, and Miko Mazner has just decided that he's going to continue to chew up the field here. 236 as he was forced out of bounds. Remaining in the second quarter, Carney 7, Omaha West Side 3. It'll be second down and fourth, the 36. They're going to send Stalbert in motion to the right side. Hand it off. Studi, big hole up the middle. 30, 25, secondary, 20. Tripped up 15, brought down at the 10. First and goal, Bearcats. There's your little ISO or trap. We call it different, but you can explain it. The 24-yard gain. Yeah, that's straight ISO there. You base block the front, send the fullback to isolate on the inside backer in the B-gap. And the motion from Stalbert across the formation. Remember last time they ran outside play with that motion with Murray? Brought the linebacker, just kept him just a little bit. Studi was able to slip by off a great block from Jordan. It is first and goal. Ball right on the 10-yard line. Stalbert again in motion left to right. Again, they hand it to Studi. Again, he's got room. This time he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Bearcats. A 10-yard run from Matt Studi. So Studi's got one, and Mazner's got one, and it's 13-3 Bearcats. Yeah, on that drive, you just saw Carney impose their will and just start moving people. I've got ISO, option, option, ISO, ISO. Is this a play chart from the 1990s? That's exactly right. A 10-yard run by Matt Studi. And now here comes Hines to attempt the extra point with 2.10 to go here in the second quarter. Snap a little low, but he handles it. Powered through. That got through in half a second, but it is wide. I thought he kicked it a little quickly there. It is wide left on the kick. 
2.10 to go here in the first half of play. Our five points bank touchdown, a 10-yard run by Matt Studi, set up by a nice play by the Bearcats to get down to the 10-yard line by Studi. He went 24, then he went 10, 2.10 to go. First half, Carney 13, Omaha Westside 3. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. The sinister cries haunted Mary through the night. Dawn neared and still the voice tormented her. She ran towards the safety of her car, flung open the door, and a coyote had somehow gotten locked inside. But the damaged interior was covered thanks to Farmers Insurance. Coyote Carpool, August 1st, 2015. Talk to a farmer's agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. This is Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney. And we come back as the kick is away and three Omaha Westside defenders let it bounce. This was returnable, and Sam Parsonage just about was in huge trouble. That ball rolled into the end zone by a quarter of a yard, and it gave a touchback, or Carney would have either got the ball or Westside would have been inside their own five. And so yeah. they weren't expecting that. And well, it, it bounced at about the five, Doug. It really looked to me like Parsonage, you know, like when a center fielder loses one in the lights. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of what it looked like. He kind of spun himself around and... Well, let's see if West Side with two timeouts, 80 yards to go, 210. Little swing option, uh, excuse me, swing pass out into the flat here to Jaden Coles. He'll break a couple of tackles, but stays in bounds and gets to the 24 yard line, a gain of four. Yeah, that's a really nice job. They run bubble screen there, and that's in their offense. That's just an outside stretch play, really. Yeah, Braden Miller up there after playing quarterback the last two games, playing safety, went up, made a one on one tackle there. That was something Coach Cool said. He is that'll give us more Miller on the defensive side of the ball if he doesn't have to play quarterback. Looking to throw, time. Plout steps up, throws deep down the middle, and overshoots his intended receiver, Brett Kern. They were trying to get a big chunk of yards there so that they could. You get back to some manageable plays in the final 90 seconds, but it's third down and six with a minute 37. Then if they're not careful here, Carney gets the ball back. You know, here's what I'll say about Carney's offense right now. You've brought it up a couple of times, Monty. It's just ISO and it's just option, I mean, literally. But Coach Cool's doing such a nice job changing what it's looking like pre-snap with the option gainer, with the motion gaining leverage and so on. Third down and six. Plouts to pass in a little pressure, steps up, throws over the middle, and behind his intended target. Good coverage out there by Justin Schneider, I believe that. Did I get the right number, boys? No, Davis Skiles. Davis Skiles, that makes a whole lot more sense. Uh, but could not find his wide receiver down the middle of the football field. And I think Plouts was actually across the line of scrimmage. is right in line here when he threw that ball, but no one was actually actually watching but uh, now fourth down and with a minute and a half left Carney's going to get the ball back uh, for their offense trying to get it to Avante Dickerson Studi stands back at his 43 and maybe they can get Hines in to make up for the missed extra point at least a field goal attempt snap is good a little pressure up the middle the kick is a high short wobbler Studi's going to have a chance to return it takes it at the 46 50 up to the 45 makes a man miss and to the 40 yard line and Carney is in business a 32 yard punt but that is returned 16 yards first down and 10 Carney 
one timeout here. You do with a minute 20. You still have a little bit of time in this drive where you're getting it at the 40. You can still run your offense, I think. 16 out of the last 18 plays. Carney High has run the football. I don't think they're going to have this luxury with the clock the way it is right now. But as you mentioned, with one timeout, I think they still can run run just a little bit, maybe run some play action. We'll be interesting to see if they throw it. They've had trouble protecting Cannon on some of the rollouts and dropbacks. Carney loves to go hitch, hitch, deep. Hitch, hitch, deep. Stalbert in motion to the right. They may run it again, and they do straight up the left side and mm-hmm. into the gut of that west side defense, a short gain, and Studi is going to pick up about three. West side wasn't fooled, and the clock will run. Second down and seven. Yeah, right there. Uh, again, just ISO. And, I, I, you know, they get three or four. I'm okay with that. Carney needs to pick up the pacer, though, a little bit. They're not in field goal range, and they're letting a lot of time run off the clock here. If you were going to call run, should have play two ready to go. Yeah, not a lot of urgency. 50 seconds. Stalbert in motion. Same play. Only this time, Coster is going to roll to the right. Throw Stalbert. it underneath. Open is going to be Jorgensen, and he's going to be short of the first town. Carney's got to use their timeout right here. 31-yard line, and they're not using their timeout right here. They're going to be one yard short. Coach Cool's trying to get them up to the line of scrimmage. Third down and one after a six-yard completion. Quarterback sneak, and Coster will get the first down, and that'll stop the clock with 20 seconds to go. And they'll be at the 29-yard line. I think he wants them to just down the ball. Yeah, third, and he's showing some urgency right now. The officials are are uh, starting the clock right now. Cannon can't quite get the play in. They just called the play. He's going to lose about five seconds on the play call. Coster under center and just down to see, yeah, they killed eight seconds not communicating that you just want them to spike the ball. And so that's what happens for the Bearcats. And again, guys, Carney hasn't really probably, I mean, this is practice. You probably should be secure by now, but they haven't had to worry about this much throughout the year. Well, and that's unfortunate because if you have a play verbal, like I said, kill, kill, kill right away from the very beginning, he knows, and probably could have saved about five or six seconds yet, but there's a little bit of miscommunication there. So uh, with one timeout left, it looks like they're going to, you know, if they run the ball, they're going to have to try to uh, use it. You have to, have to use that timeout. They're going to try to throw, Either try take throw the, the ball shot right at, now. Throw shot at the end zone or a seven-yard hitch and get the field goal going. Coster, back to pass, looks down the middle of the football field. There's some contact. There's pass interference. Obermiller was tackled at the seven-yard line, and that works, too. On the coverage was Tyson Guzman, who's made a couple of nice plays. So a 15-yard penalty will take it to the 14-yard line. Seven seconds, you might have time for a shot. Here's the deal, guys. From Omaha Westside, you teach him to do that. You you teach him in that situation with short time, tackle him, because it's not placed at the two-yard line like you see on TV. It's not at the one-yard line. It's a simple penalty, and the time doesn't go back on the clock. Well, the defensive back was in a position he didn't realize the ball was way overthrown either. You know, he was beat by about a half a step or step, and and you're right. He uh, he just got there a little bit early, had that arm wrapped around there. Now it's going to be interesting with seven seconds left on the clock. You do have a timeout left. So, uh, and you are in field goal position here at this point. Yeah, you don't have five yards here doesn't do you really any good. You would be looking at about a 32-yard field goal in seven seconds. That's just about enough time to get it to the end zone. It's going to be close. We got the last one he kicked landed on 39th, so. (laughs) And Carney had too many men on the field. No They're going to run it, and Carney wants to get the timeout called with two seconds to go straight up the middle, so. Boy, Nathan Murray comes sprinting off the field. Maybe they had the right amount out there, but there was no penalty flag as Studi 
Uh, secures the ball to the 13, and Carney High will use their final timeout. So that two-minute drill was not the smoothest for Carney, but they're going to get a field goal. Here's attack. the one thing I'll say is I'm kind of okay with it. The last thing you want to do is go slinging it all over the yard and get a pick six and let them get right back in the game. And you didn't want to run out of clock. That's the big thing here. A 37-yard field goal attempt now for Gabe Hines. Braden Miller, the holder. The ball will be on the right hash. Carney using that final timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, And they just got it called. So uh, everybody's ready to snap the ball, but they will let a little time uh, roll here so that the officials can get the ball where it needs to be. Now some of the West Side players are going to go to the sideline, and uh, West Side coach Brent Freund's going to talk to his guys. Three seconds to go, first half, Carney 13, and West Side 3. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at our first half stats. Larry and Monty will give you their thoughts on what we've seen and what you think we'll see in the second half. And, of course, we'll run down all of the playoff scores from across the state tonight. We'll talk a little bit about the volleyball that's coming up over the next week. We've got a doubleheader tomorrow. Centura taking on Creighton at 1. Minden taking on Mitchell at 3. Those are our two volleyball district finals in Class C tomorrow. Now we're ready to attempt the field goal on the final play of the half. Hines from the right hash. I think this is where he would prefer it. Miller with the snap. It's a good one. Hines with the kick. Plenty of leg. It is up, and it is no good. That's four points that that's uh, been tonight. Looks like they're going to say wide left. So he hooked it all the way in front of the uh, goalposts, and so Carney does leave, and uh, Hines has been so solid this year. Carney leaves a few points on the board. And at halftime in the Class A state quarterfinals, it's the Bearcats 13 Omaha West Side 3. We'll be back to Foster Field right after this. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. And welcome back to Foster Field. Again, as always, a big thank you to Mitch Stein and the folks that are also here at UNK for the hospitality. And it's great to be home for Kearney Bearcat football on KKPR-FM. Kearney, Grand Island Hastings, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And uh, I guess uh, Kearney could have felt a little bit better with that field goal on the board, but they have the field uh, satisfied right now. Studi and Maisner each with touchdowns, and they have held the highest scoring offense in the state to three points here in the first half. One of the key plays, a red zone interception from Omaha West Side, a tip ball that Nathan Murray got when it really sure looked like West Side was motoring right down the field here in the second quarter to uh, put one in and take the lead. Instead, uh, the interception has slowed that down. This is the New West Sports Medicine 
or the Ravenna Sanitation. One of the two. I lose my mind at this time of the year, but we're only at halftime. So Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Doug Duda, Monty Kratzenstein, Larry Baker with me here at half. We'll hear from them folks in just a moment, but let's go ahead and take a look at the scoreboard from across the state of Nebraska as other games are late second quarter or reaching a half if you were a 7 o'clock kick. A lot of the uh, games in Class B were at 6, so here we go. Other Class A games at the half. It is Omaha North 35, Millard South nothing. So North leading Millard South 35 nothing at the half. Millard West 20, Omaha Burke 14. And then the other side of this bracket, here's one for you. Bellevue West 16, Creighton Prep 15. Late second quarter, the winner gets Carney High or Omaha West Side next Friday, and it would be here if the Bearcats are able to get the win. Now we move on to what's going on in Class B. In the halftime, it is way closer. I'm guessing everyone in the state thought number one Gretna is in Grand Island and Northwest but it is 10-7 Gretna over Northwest at the half. All the other games kicked off at 6 in the fourth quarter, and I think some folks are surprised that Omaha Scott is handling McCook a little easier than they would have thought. 30-14 to 14 Scott. York was up big. Scott's Bluff has picked up two straight touchdowns. York 35, Scott's Bluff 20. Also in the fourth, now Elkhorn South has opened it up on Elkhorn High, 38-13. to 13. In C1, at the half, Norfolk Catholic 7, and David City Aquinas 7. Wayne trailing Wahoo 21 to nothing in the second quarter. At the half, Boone Central Newman Grove 12, Boys Town 9. And in the second quarter, now moving into half, Pierce 35, West Point Beamer 14. In C2, number one seed Ponca has scored back-to-back to take a 14-7 lead over Battle Creek. In the third quarter, UTAN at home leading Valentine 16 to nothing. In the fourth quarter of play, it's Lincoln Lutheran 14, Arcadia Loop City 6. Lincoln Lutheran scored those two touchdowns right away and has been held out of the end zone since. And it is Centennial 14, Central City nothing as they approach halftime. The six-man state championship here at Foster Field next week. It'll be Thursday if Carney wins, and it'll be Friday if Westside wins. It was Harvard 56, Cody Kilgore 31, and Riverside 82, Hay Springs 32. That game was 72 to 14, or 74 to 12, uh, at halftime. Riverside. I don't. I don't know how you can score every time you touch the ball, but those boys find a way to do it. I want to remind you that our quarterfinal game Tuesday in eight man, we will be in Blue Hill for a battle of unbeaten's. Twin Loop, who was in the state finals last year, that's Sergeant Loop County, will be at Blue Hill pregame at 5:30 and kickoff at six. And Larry. Uh, That'll be an interesting football game. Both of those teams' uh, programs know a little bit about going deep in the playoffs. No question, Doug. You know, Sergeant uh, been there several times, won a state championship here just a few years ago. Now that they're together in the finals last year, Blue Hill, of course, made the run. Was it three years in a row? Lost twice to Wakefield, then won a state championship when they beat Fremont Bergen. And it really will be an interesting game. You know, with Twin Loop, you know you get Horky, uh, and the way Coach Kozul does it, it's tons of option, tons of run, uh, just old-school tough guy football. Blue Hill always plays great defense. Uh, they like to run it, but they will open the thing up just a little bit. That really will be a great matchup. 
Well, uh, we are looking forward to all the uh, high school football playoffs, and we've got volleyball as well. We already know uh, some of the Class D teams that qualified yesterday, Elwood, Bertrand, and Blue Hill, and then Red Cloud will get in on a wild card. Uh, We will have those games on Classic Hits 98.9, ESPN 1460, 1550, 1230K, HAS, The Breeze 94.5, depending on times and sites when the brackets come out uh, late tomorrow night because we do have some late games some seven o'clock districts they're trying to play after the husker football game but our doubleheader here on classic hits your centura centurions larry baker going to try and bounce back from that sub district loss uh, and they will still be the favorite when they take on creighton tomorrow one o'clock central community college in columbus and then in ogallala at three minden will be taking on mitchell yeah and i think you know coach feeney has just cheated runs an incredible program at Centura, but the girls really seemed focused this week. Uh, after losing to a team that they had beaten in straight sets just a week ago, uh, those girls uh, are ready to play. They'd just soon go to Columbus right now and not have to wait till 1 o'clock tomorrow. Well, it should be a fun one tomorrow. And again, I want to remind you that that's not all that's going on tomorrow. The early game at 10 a.m. tomorrow, they're going to try and play and be done before the Husker game. It'll be a Grand Island Northwest hosting Hastings. Grand Island Central Catholic will play Arlington at Columbus High at 5.30. Broken Bow and Lincoln Lutheran will play at noon at Grand Island Central Catholic. Ord and Bishop Newman will be at Central Community College for the 5 o'clock game. And if you're right here in Kearney, you can go to Kearney Catholic and see the defending C1 state champions from Concordia of Omaha playing Ogallala. And in C2 at 5 o'clock over at Lexington, Southern Valley will play South Loop. And 7 o'clock games include Sandy Creek against Archbishop Bergen at Centennial High School and Burwell against Nebraska Christian at St. Paul. And we should also take this time to mention congratulations to Jessica Day and the Kearney High volleyball team, the most wins in school history this year. But just can't find a way to get those Bearcats down to Lincoln, played a very competitive match against Lincoln. Pius X won the first set, but then lost the second set 26-24, and that really got the Thunderbolts going, and they went on to win it in four sets. But uh, this Bearcat program, uh, who has not had a whole lot of success, has played a lot better here over the last decade, over the last uh, couple of coaches, and and, uh, congratulations to Coach Day and uh, her girls as their season has come to an end. Kearney 13, Omaha Westside 3, back with more on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report after this. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Fall sports are here, and your streaming home for all Platte River Radio games is PlatteRiverPreps.com. Games on Classic Hits 98.9, The Breeze 94.5, 1230 AM KHAS, and ESPN 1460-1550 are all available online thanks to Barney Insurance. Along with a sports schedule for future broadcasts so you know we have your team covered. All of this at PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
Well, we've seen the first half here. Carney High scoring both touchdowns in the second quarter. The first play of the second quarter, a 71-yard touchdown run by Miko Mazder. And I'll uh, we'll let our analysts, Larry Baker and uh, Monty Kratzenstein, talk about what they've seen. Monty, I'll start with you. Uh, what were some of the things that stood out to you here in the first half of play? Well, first of all, from the from the Carney offensive standpoint, I, you know, Cannon has carried the ball. Their quarterback run game has been a very prevalent part of their offensive package he's carried the ball 12 times one of those on the biggest game of the uh, the second biggest game of the ball game on a fake punt but he's carried the ball 12 different times they don't have any deep balls Isaiah Stallbird has not caught a pass yet has not been been part of it had a couple passes kind of targeted toward him but they had trouble protecting uh, the quarterback in some of their rollout some of their drop back passes uh, they have to be pleased with their rushing yards and their ability to run the ball especially in the next last drive of the, of the half smashing a little ISO and option at him. From the defensive standpoint, boy, if you had told me that they were going to hold this, this high octane, as Brandon Cool says, west side offense to three points, uh, you'd take that any day. Uh, I have, and I don't know the exact, but I think west side's run about 28 plays, and I think they only have two plays, uh, big what we consider chunk plays. They ran a draw for about 27 yards there in the first half, and then they had that pass on a scramble and a pass down that uh, east sideline. So, boy, you'll take that any any day of the week when you're playing against this, and and those, both those things lead to a 13-3 uh, Carney lead. Yeah, and I actually think the Bearcat defense is really taking care of things, um, and it doesn't look like it really should change. There, you know, even the the really long pass play that boiled down to Skiles going for the pick. He was there uh, in position. On the back end, they're running with their guys. They're not getting uh, in crazy spots or losing guys in zones. They are getting some push up front. If there's one thing that I would say about Carney's defense that's looked a little iffy, is been inside-outside zone has been there for Westside. It's going to be hard for Westside to live on it, though. The reason it's there is because of that nickel-dime that's being run, uh, and it's going to be hard for them to live on that. Offensively, I really think, you know, this game is about – it's not X's and O's. It is Jimmy's and Joe's. You've got to have players. But coaches matter. And I really think Brandon Cool calling the offense tonight has done a masterful job. He has stayed within his offense. But what he's done is out formation. He's used motion. He's using the integral pieces of his offense and the, the finite points to put his players in a better position for them to execute. He's just moved the pieces just enough – to where when those big plays have happened, it's happened off something different that they've done. It's been the same play, maybe a little different formation, used just a little different motion. And that's and, and to me, that's you you hit it the nail on the head. That's classic Brandon Cool in that offense. That's what he's done. I've, I've, I've said that every time I've covered Carney over the last few years, I always admire the way that he does exactly what you said. And that little, that doesn't do a whole lot different, just those little wrinkles that he does in his offense to, to accomplish those things. Yeah, you know, the... The motion. What he found was simply if I motion my bat or my receiver all the way across the formation, they follow him. The outside backer goes, well, you know, a lot of times they don't, depending on the coverage. And what he's doing is he's just on those last several, he took the guy out of the box. On the long run, that was, as Monty said, that was the first time in the game they'd run that motion. It was very specific, and they got West Side to chase their tail. So Looking to the second half, I think it's important for Carney to continue to stay committed to who they are and just keep Westside's offense in front of them. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the first half statistics that I have here in the ball game with Carney High leading Westside by a score of 13 to three. First off for Westside, Jaden Coles has been productive running the ball. Will they change a little bit and go run heavy? 
in the second half, if they can, especially if they can get within one score. Eight carries, 63 yards. Matt Gurnett, two carries, four yards. And then quarterback Dylan Plouts on the sneak that he did not get. One carry, no yards. 11 rushes, 67 yards for Westside. Plouts has put the ball in the air 16 times. And remember, he completed the first five. Since then, three of 11. He is 8 of 16, one interception, 88 yards, 45 of that was on one completion. So 88 through the air, 67 on the ground, 155 yards. As Monty said, two of those were really just on big plays, but 155, seven first downs unofficially, four penalties for 30 yards, three punts for an average of 29 yards, and the one interception that was tipped and Nathan Murray came away with. For the Carney Bearcats, Matt Studi. 10 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Miko Maisner, 8 carries, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Cannon Coster, 12 carries, 62 yards. Uh, one of those was on a fake punt where he scrambled for 28 yards. 30 rushes, 236 yards on the ground for Carney. Throwing the ball, that hasn't been there for Cannon Coster, and they haven't asked a lot. He's put it up eight times. He's completed three. He did have a pick on a fourth down play. Again, I want to emphasize that was on a fourth down play that actually worked out for Carney. It was better than it being incomplete. 15 yards through the air, 236 on the ground, 251, 10 first downs, two punts for an average of 31 yards, three penalties for 25 yards. They do have the two turnovers, an interception in West Side territory, and a fumble in Westside territory. And at the half, Carney leads it 13-3. A 40-yard field goal from Jack Bush on the opening series for Omaha Westside made it 3-0 with 6.59 to go in the first quarter. Then Tyson Guzman got that interception on fourth down at the west side 21. Couldn't do anything with it. And on the first play of the second quarter, Miko Maisner scampered from the right sideline 71 yards. Gabe Hines made the kick, 11.49 to go in a half. It's 7-3. Then Nathan Murray on the next possession picked off the uh, pass thrown by Dylan Plouts. They moved it down the field, got into west side territory, but Coster was ruled to have fumbled the ball at the 44-yard line. I know Coach Brandon Cool was right there. He didn't like it, but Carney then stopped west side on third and one and fourth and one at their 44-yard line, and Matt Studi completes that 56-yard drive with 2.10 to go in the half to make it 13-3 as Hines' kick was wide left. And then three and out, and Carney got off short putt. Nice return from Studi at the 40-yard line. Had a 37-yard field goal attempt, but Hines hooked it wide left on the final play of the half. And that brings us to the score, Carney 13 and Omaha Westside 3. And this has been the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. The second half is next. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. 
Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Well, when you're here at Foster Field, the good field conditions are always perfect, and that's what your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, always hope for you, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. Well, Larry, uh, Omaha West Side will get the ball to start the four- third quarter. Yeah, it's super important here for Carney to pick up exactly where they left off. I'm sure Westside will have an adjustment or two, but I think the key is is play physical, and right now what Carney's doing well is keeping it in front of them. Westside hasn't shown that they can take and drive the ball down the field. It's been some big plays. So if Carney just keeps Westside in front of them and continues to be physical, they should be in really good shape. And you could really set the tone here. You feel good. You just got talked up in the locker room. If Carney comes out and shuts Westside down and then gets that ball, you could start to see Westside start to deflate. One of the things is is Westside. I don't know how many games Westside has been in this year uh, where they've scored three points in the first half. So always that lends yourself to one of two things. Either you uh, make some changes and make some adjustments and and, and, and uh, get better at it, or you're a little bit deflated and a little bit, uh, you know, lose a little bit of your confidence of, of what they're doing. So it's always very interesting to see those adjustments and halftime adjustments and what happens at that point. Well, yeah, and as a play caller myself, sometimes you don't mean to, but sometimes you just end up getting a little bit frustrated, even as a play caller. Well, remember last time that Carney actually put the kickoff in play, there was some confusion, and Westside just about ate it at their own one-yard line. Gabe Hines ready to get this second half underway in the Class A quarterfinal as the ball is in the air, and Hines will squib this one along the ground, and it's going to be picked up at the 10-yard line by the freshman Dickerson, up the numbers to the 25, to the 30, and that's where he'll be upended there by the Bearcats, led by Parker Brush. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I don't know if he mishit that. I hit a tee shot or two off off the tee in that situation where I just didn't get all of it. But uh, good coverage all the way down there. Anytime you keep him inside 30-yard line, that good west side return game, uh, you'll take that. Just that one time, right? Well, mine, mine don't. If, if I hit them like that, they actually don't stay straight. That was pretty straight. <laughs> Loper Volleyball dropped the first set to Pitt State tonight, but wins it in four, and Nebraska's even at a set apiece with Purdue, 15-12 Purdue in the third. Empty backfield here for quarterback Dylan Plouts. He has got his fullback, Matt Gurnett, moving. Now they hand it off, and coming out of that is going to be, is that Stegman or Coles? Coles has been back there all night long. I'll have to double-check. 22. 22. They're going to go with Sam Parsonage, who does get a few carries throughout the uh, season, and they're going to try something different. He gets a gain of four on the first play of the second half. They're ready to go again. They'll put Plouts under center. Stretch play, left side. Parsonage has a hole, then that closes up quickly, but he should have a first down across the 35. It's going to be very close here. Looks like they're going to mark him short. Now here's the key. Like we said at the half, they, they were able to run this stuff with success to, uh, tonight was Westside because of this nickel-dime defense that Carney's in. Let's see if they get Carney to come out of that. On third down, Parsonage left side has plenty of room, 40-45, and shoved out of bounds on the west side sideline after a nice game. So I don't know if we've got an injury, but I can't imagine. I think we're just going to see a change of pace here. 
Yeah, and you do see a change of pace. Uh, Sam Parsonage carried the ball 48 times for 309 yards uh, per, for the season, and uh, he's got some quick feet and a little bit of speed to the outside. And they're just keeping the quarterback plouts under center now. Twins to the right side. Crouching down is quarterback Plouts. They're just going to keep handing it off. Parsonage runs into his own left tackle, gets shoved backwards, and then dives forward for a yard, second down and nine. Against an offense like Westside, you do not want them to be able to start running the ball because if, if Carney has to commit to defending the run, that will open up what is already a dynamite passing game. That, that's dangerous for Carney if they have to commit to stopping the run. They've put Coles over here in the slot to the right side. Shotgun second and nine. Want to swing it out here for a quick completion into Carney territory at the 45. Gets to the 44. Short of the marker by two yards. It's going to be a gain of seven. Yep, and all that was was a straight drop, one-step drop, and hit about a seven-yard out there. Just a little pitch and catch. Big play here for Carney on third down and two. West side struggle in short yard situations. We'll see if Carney can get another push in the first drive of the second half. Yeah, you're going to see this go right to Parsonage. Parsonage, stretch play right side, trying to pursue from the backside. He's got the first down inside the 40 to the 37-yard line. That's a gain of seven. And we talked about it briefly, but I thought Coles, I said, do you run the ball a little bit more there at halftime? And they bring Parsonage in. They lead Coles in as a wide receiver slash slot back here. But uh, discipline here from west side. Uh, they getting away from what they like to do, but it's successful here on the opening drive of the third quarter. You've also got Matt Gurnett kind of as a lead blocker. Now they want to pass. Looking left. Underneath, the pass is complete at the 25-yard line. Nicole's get to block 15 to the 10, and he's shoved out of bounds at the 11-yard line. It's going to be a gain of 26. And it's exactly what I said to you. Braden Miller right there came up and played the run, and it got behind him. If, if Carney has to commit, to, to stop in the run here, this gets very scary because Westside can throw it off of it. First and 10 at the 11. Same formation. Parsonage starts left, cuts it back over the tackle, and he's going to be brought down, tackled forward at the 8-yard line. Carney was on top of the play that time. Really interesting that, uh, you know, we talked about adjustments and the way they pass the ball and so on, and they line, line up and run a lot of stretch. Run behind that fullback for start of the second half. Looks like that's their adjustment from the offensive end. Tackle made by Atchison. Second down at the nine. Roll out to the right, wanting to throw plow. Sprinting, sprinting, throws into the end zone, and it is caught. Touchdown, West Side. Just threading the needle into his favorite receiver, Caleb Schweigert, the first touchdown of the ball game for Omaha West Side. Yeah, and that was a really impressive drive because there they mixed it up. Gun under center. Lots of run, and once they were able to start chewing up some of that field turf with the run, the passing game just became easy for them. Well, and he ran play-action pass there. He ran a little bootleg action there, and Plotz did a great job of, of uh, keeping the play alive and really nice catch there in the end zone. They are lining up. Substitution. Infraction on yeah. West Side. At 12 in the huddle. Five-yard penalty. That'll be the fifth one of the ball game. Now those four points that you lost in the first half just kind of showed up here a little bit. Yeah, missed extra point, missed field goal, and now could be a three-point game here as Jack Bush in to attempt the extra point. Snap is good. The placement good. The kick is on the way, and the kick is good. Our five points bank touchdown, a nine-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Dylan Plouts to Caleb Schweigert. And with 9.09 to go here in the third quarter of play, Carney 13, Westside 10. My grandfather was an orthopedic surgeon in Omaha, and he told me not to go into medicine. 
My wife said that she would never marry a doctor, and so I went to be a PA. And one night, called her, said, I'm going to be home late, and she said, well, you should have just gone to medical school. So at that point, I went back through medical school. It's kind of what I've always wanted to do. One of the things that kind of attracted me to Mary Lanning, you see that they take good care of people. I've always wanted to practice in a smaller town, and Mary Lanning had all the qualities that we were searching for in our job and our location and where to raise our children. And I think Hastings was the perfect fit for us. This is where we were supposed to be. I'm Brent Hood, orthopedic surgeon, Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. The State High School football playoffs brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Peter DeVoa has the ball on the tee. The right hash as he will approach it. Carney will have Maisner and Stalbert back deep. Both kickoffs so far have been pooch kicks that Carney has just dove on. They fair caught one and just dove on the other. And Navoa, a pooch kick to the far side that Carney catches the ball's fumbled, and it is West headed side. out of bounds. West side might have it. They did exactly what they wanted, and West side gets the ball after Carney fumbled the pooch kick. That one was shorter by about 12 yards in the first two, and the ball is turned over, and Westside now in business. The third turnover for Carney. Yeah, and all of the heads of the Bearcats, literally you can see it all went down there. Carney's got a bow up here. He was coming up like he was going to pound it right, and at the last second he stopped and pooched it to the left. First down and 10, Westside. 9.09 to go here in quarter number three. Bearcats have not had an offensive snap. Back to pass, looking for it all. Plouts has to step up. Now he scrambles, looks for a block, and gets brought down at the 34-yard line. He'll scramble for two. Nice job there by the Bearcats. They went play fake again, just like we talked about. Everybody ran with their guy, and then it broke down. There's your sudden change play, right? Every time we always talk about as coaches, sudden change, wash for the deep one. That's exactly what they tried to do, run play action. Good job by defensive backs of running with those receivers. Nobody open, second down and nine. Now they'll go back under center. They have brought Coles in as the running back and the parsonage out. We get penalty flight. False start on the left tackle there by Westside. He left early. They were going to run stretch. He was trying to – that's such a tough block for that tackle because he's got to reach that D end. So five-yard penalty is second down and 14. 8.36 to go third quarter. Kearney 13, Omaha Westside 10. And Westside recovers the pooch kick and has the ball at the Bearcat 40-yard line. Out of the shotgun now is Dylan Plouts. He's going to drop straight back to pass. A little screen over the middle. That's complete to Coles, and Will Jorgensen's right on top of it. They're going to get five, but uh, Jorgensen didn't let it get any farther up the field. Last week against Norfolk, Carney came away with a couple interceptions on those plays. They're playing responsibility football with those linebackers, well coached, find, found that back right in the middle on that middle screen. Nice play. Big third down 10. See if Bearcats can get a stop here. Looks like they're going uh, four wide receivers out of the shotgun. Schweigert, the lone wide out to the left. Looking right. Now quarterback draw. And he's going to be hit from behind and lost it. Novacek couldn't finish, or excuse me, Stalbert couldn't finish him. A good tough run up the field inside the 30, close to the first down marker. Dylan Plouts kind of looked like Carson Wentz on Monday Night Football. It looked like he was down, and then all of a sudden he got out of there, and they can go for it now on fourth down 
And about four yards to go. And the key there was, Doug, that was not a draw. The Bearcats blitz there, and the blitz was going to get home, so he came out the back door, and they had him there. They just needed to buzz their feet and wrap him up. Well, can they stop him on fourth down for a second time, out of the or third time, out of the shotgun, Plouts over to the left side, underthrown, incomplete. Trying to get it to the sideline to Caleb Schweigert, and Plouts off the mark for the first time. He's had a couple that he's thrown behind receivers, but that one was underthrown, and the third, fourth down stop for Carney High. That was a big stop, too. All, all that was a little out pattern. That's really the first really poor ball the Plouts has thrown. The guy was open. He just threw it, or one hopped it to his feet there, out in the flat. And the Bearcats catch a little bit of a break there, take over first and 10 uh, from their own 30-yard line. Yeah, all it costs you is some ticks off the clock to turn over because you got it right where you gave it to them. Costa now under center. First offensive snap of the half. They try right side. They've scored on that play a couple of times. Didn't have a didn't have a motion man that time, and Studi's going to pick up a couple. It'll be second down at eight. And that was the first first play from scrimmage for Carney High with seven and a half minutes left in this quarter uh, because of the long drive and then the onside kick situation. So the Bearcats still up 13 to 10, but we had plenty of excitement here in the first four and a half minutes of the third quarter of play. Now Coster out from under center. Atchison swings over to the left end. He'll take the snap, run option. It's a very quick pitch to Studi, and Studi's going to get up to the 33-yard line. Coster wasn't going to ever keep that one. He got it out to Studi, and Studi only picks up a yard. Yeah, now you're back in third and long, and Carney had trouble in those situations in the first half. Yep, and, and in third down situations, uh, a lot of times they like the rollout pass. They like a little bit of the uh, like the option, but I don't know, third and seven might be a little bit long for this for an option play. State football playoffs brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Third down and seven for the Bearcats out of the shotgun. Coster, three-step drop pressure coming, floats it out here, underthrown. He had his man, Miko Maisner, but Coster felt the pressure and really kind of his first pressure pass of the ball game, guys, he just hasn't had time to get his feet set when they bring somebody. Yeah, and that was going to be six. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Miko ran the wheel, and it was very traditional wheel. Number one runs the hard inside slant. Miko runs the wheel out of the backfield. They were never going to catch him. Yeah, you hate to see that because that was a play they'd been they'd they'd lined up and schemed and uh, just a just a poorly thrown ball. Not much of a rush. Low snap. The punt away. It's an end over end short kick, and it's going to bounce out of bounds at around the thirty. Seven-yard line, and it's going to be a 31-yard punt for Carney. Three punts, averaging 31, and Omaha Westside will take over. First down and 10 at their own 37. Carney 13, Westside 10, 6.23 to go here in the third quarter. Elsewhere, Bellevue West 16, Creighton Prep 15 in the third. Omaha North 49, Millard South nothing in the fourth, and Millard West 26, Omaha Burke 14 in the third. Well, here we go. This, if it wasn't a ball game before, it is now. West side lines up in the four wide. It's always usually Schweigert by himself. They'll hand it off. Parsonage is back at the ball game. Tries to get way outside. Now cuts back up on the hash mark and dives across the 41, 40 to the 41. It's going to be a gain of four. Sam hadn't even touched the ball in the first half, and he has seven carries for 33 yards. He ran it all the way on the first series. Then they used Cole's last series. Well, Parsonage is much faster, and he's getting to the edge on that outside zone. Parsonage stands at 5-7. Now they want to go with a quick little completion into the hands of Joseph Stegman, and he'll get right to the 50-yard line, and it's going to be a first down, a gain of eight. 
Yeah, there they just they were three by one and just ran three stick routes uh, all together, and Carney was in backpedal there. I want to mention on this, they're, they're running this stretch game pretty well. Their left tackle, as I've mentioned before, is 51, is a freshman, and he had a nice block in that first grab, first play of the series. First down and 10, high snap, Plouts corrals it. They'll throw the out. It's complete and breaking the tackle. Caleb Schweiger down the sideline, 30-25-20. Studi pursues, and he will make the tackle at the 14-yard line, but that's the second time that we have seen that same broken play, and we may have a face mask to go on top of it. Yeah, that's uh, right now that's just a hitch and uh, without the tackle being made. And you always teach tight turn to the outside. Don't go in where everybody is, tight turn, and that's exactly what he did there. Davis Skiles uh, had him kind of dead to rights in there, but, again, very good play offensively on the tight turn. He missed the, uh, missed the tackle, and away he went. The key to this whole thing right now in this second half on both drives for Westside is they've been able to run the ball. Absolutely. Personal foul. It took him a while. Oh, the face mask is on the offense. Must have been off the stiff arm, Doug, because it was with the ball carrier and tackler one-on-one. It took him a while to discuss that. That's going to help Carney out here. Now, that was a 32-yard pass completion. And let's make sure that he did point the right way. Yes, uh, very rarely do you see the offensive face mask, but that's going to be the case here. And it will move the ball all the way back to the 33-yard line of Carney. Yeah, you can, you can as, a, as a stiff arm, a ball carrier, you can have your hands into the mask. You cannot grab it, though. Still first down, and uh, Westside has been moving the ball this third quarter. And it is first down and 10. It's not first yeah. and 25. It is first down and 10. They'll go with an inside handoff. Now reverse, and there were penalty flags. They were running a reverse to Brett Curran, but they moved too quickly. And that was going to be one-on-one, Doug, because everybody had, had gone off. Hunter Novacek stayed home. That was going to boil down to Curran and Novacek out there. That was going to be a big play, maybe. That is already the fourth penalty of the quarter on Omaha West Side. So their eighth penalty of the game for 60 yards. Caleb Schweigert goes wide left, twins to the right side out here. And they will put Plouts under center, fake the handoff, roll to the right. Now wants to look backside. Nothing there but blue jerseys. He's going to have to throw it away. And luckily for him, his fullback, Matt Gurnett, stayed engaged in the play and came back in the general area of the incomplete pass, second down and 15. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you, he turned around to run, and Gabe Hines, I think it's who it was. was Grant Kowalski was over yep. there. I know that. Grant yep. Kowalski was on hot pursuit. Or Josh Ray, excuse yes, me. Yes, Josh Ray. Yeah, was the it, linebacker. They ran a bootleg, yeah. and the linebacker plugged at that time and, and flushed him out of the pocket. Good coverage also out the flat in the flag area. 13-10, to 10, Carney. 5.22 to go in the third. Back to pass. Looking for it all. Throwing it as far as he can as Dylan Plouts. And it is off the fingertips of Jaden Coles, who had a step on all three defensive backs for the Bearcats that took off chasing him. And it falls to the ground at the three-yard line. West side took a shot. I guarantee you, Plotts wants that one back. He uh, was the first time where they really got behind the safety a little bit. It looked like maybe uh, Nathan Murray kind of got, got froze a little bit on that pattern and uh, got behind him, but uh, just overthrown. Well, they haven't taken a deep shot nope. all game long. It's usually underneath. Third and 15 now. Plouts back to pass. Has some pressure from the outside, and he cannot get tackled, and he will throw it out here incomplete to Brett Curran. Boy, there was some pressure. Tyler Atchison was in there. For the Bearcats, and now what do you do if you're West Side? It's fourth and 15 at the 38. You're in no man's land again. Yeah, he should have ran that there. Had he run that, 
that that would have put that in fourth and manageable, Doug. For the third straight time on the passes, the Carney front line has get, gotten some pressure, either flushed him out or cost him to hurry his throw. Uh, they're winning a few of those one-on-one battles. They haven't brought pressure except for the Stallbird play the last series. And I think the key here is this is a timing offense. If you can get him off of his spot, that's a good thing. They're going to go for it. Fourth and 15. Throw out a little stop route out here. It's complete. They try the hook and lateral. The ball is fumbled. It's on the ground. It doesn't matter who covers it because Carney will take it. The hook and lateral, and it was there, boys. Yes, it was. But the ball got tipped. They were pretty close together, and when it was scooped out there by Sam Parsonage, it ended up on the ground, so it's a completed pass for five yards and a fumble recovery for Carney. Yeah, that was there. If that thing doesn't get tipped, that's a touchdown. So Carney again. That's four stops on fourth down, Monty. West, West side has absolutely controlled this third quarter. I don't know how many plays. I'll count them up here in a second, but uh, Carney has only had one three and out. There's five minutes left, but Carney is still ahead on the scoreboard. Well, and the face mask penalty is huge because they've got that thing down there and goal. So first down and 10. Nathan Murray is going to be in motion from left to right out of the shotgun. Coster, they're going to run option that way. Cannon's going to make the pitch, some room down the sideline, and shoved out of bounds around the 40-yard line. And Maisner will get five. Yeah, and they haven't ran option right very often. It's been left, 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 left. And that's Carney High's fourth play of this second half. Westside's run 22 plays in this second half of this third quarter so far. Yeah, there's five minutes left, 4.55 left. In Class B, 2, 3, and 4 are all through. Elkhorn South over Elkhorn, 38-13. York over Scottsbluff, 35-20. Scott over McCook, 30-14. And Gretna leads Northwest 19-7 now in the third. Out of the pistol, it's going to be a quarterback draw for Cannon Coster. He'll come straight forward and run into the meat of that line. Looks like Harwood's off the bottom of the pile. Again, from second and five to third and two, again at three. Yeah, they just ran quarterback power there off of the jet sweep uh, uh, fake. Very important play here on third down and two. Got to give that defense a little bit of chance to re- regroup and regather a little bit. They've been on the field so much this second uh, second half. Big play for Carney at third and two from their own 43. After making that tackle, Harwood's going to come out for West Side. Miko needs to touch the ball. Coster under center, eye formation. Maisner the deep eye back. They give it to him straight ahead. Big hole, 50-45. <laughs> he is gone. They wanted to stuff him, and Maisner is so far down the field, he can turn around and enjoy it. A 57-yard touchdown run for Miko Maisner, the prognosticator. Jimmy, the Larry, the Greek Baker. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just a deal like he felt he hadn't touched it really. They missed him on that wheel. But he's been the guy, you know, in the first half, sometimes you, you start to feel a guy's having one of those special nights. And as a coach, you've got to give it to him. You've got to give a lot of credit to that front line. Everybody jam-packed in on that third and two and those inside interior of that offensive line for the Bearcats and then that lead blocker, of course, Trevor, for Jorgensen. Trevor Payne and Lee Harrington and the extra point. Now Hines is able to put it through. Our five points bank touchdown is a 57-yard run. The second bomb of the night for Miko Maisner. That's a 4.05 remaining here in the third quarter of play, and it is Carney 20 Omaha Westside 10. Did your crops lose their fertilizer to Mother Nature last spring? This year, you need to utilize Enzone as your nitrogen management aid. Enzone will enhance your fertilizer's efficiency so your crops will utilize the nitrogen that you give them. 
To get Enzone added to your fertilizer, talk to your local fertilizer or chemical retailer. If they don't have Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, encourage them to visit with MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com or call 308-468-6206. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect the fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus, it quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first, on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, Monty Kratzenstein here at Foster Field in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth as Gabe Hines is ready to boot it away. And a line drive kick this time into the end zone. And you were right on it, uh, Larry, how things can change. It looked like Westside had set themselves up to maybe take the lead of this football game after that 32-yard completion to Schweigert got it down to the 18-yard line, but they called him for an offensive face mask then a five-yard procedure penalty on what was going to be a reverse because they showed that after the snap. And then five yards and three incompletions, and Carney High is able to stop them and stick it right back in the end zone. And, Monty, you said they've controlled the third quarter, and each team has scored seven points now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, now what do you do on the west side? Do you keep with the running game, or do you throw it? They'll go jet sweep this time, get it to the freshman Dickerson. Dickerson not going to get much. He'll be brought down at the 22-yard line here, just running something different. Atchison makes the tackle. Got to think, Larry, that's just to set something else up yeah, there. Yeah, no question. They're going to try to get him to the edge, but they're going to pull that and throw something off the backside of it. If you're west side, here's how demoralizing this is. You controlled that eight minutes in a fashion that no eight minutes in this entire ball game had been controlled. I mean, it really looked like, whoa, and you're still down 10. It was a wasted eight minutes. Second down and eight. Out of the shotgun, Plouts just stands right there, looks right, wants to throw it up for Dickerson, and incomplete. He's covered over there by Davis Skiles. And again, Dickerson, as a freshman, they have him listed at six feet. But if you look at what... uh, Davis Skiles is listed at 5'10". I don't think that that number is correct. Skiles looks every bit as tall as him. Yeah, and remember, uh, Skiles one of those guys that's been yelled at a little bit, been beat a little bit. He's got a short memory. He doesn't care. He's just thinking next play. And here's third down and eight. Trips left. Single right. Here comes a blitz on the outside from Stallberg. The throw to the left wing, and it is over the outstretched hands and cannot haul it in over there. And no completion for Omaha Westside. And, man, they have got to be frustrated right now, Larry. You know, In the, fact, there came a helmet off over from one of the offensive <laughs> linemen. they got yeah. to get him off the field before he gets flagged. You know, here's the thing. We talked about what Brandon Cool has done calling the offensive plays. Arch has dialed up the blitz, and it's been the right blitz right at the right time. He hasn't. He's not blitzed very many times tonight. But when he has, they've come right off the perfect side, and, and they're getting home. And it's Stahlberg from the safety position, which he hasn't played much this season, so that's brand new. Here's the punt. They try to get it away from Studi. High, very short, and he can't get over there to make the fair catch, and it's going to cost Carney about nine yards as it bounces at midfield and goes to the 41-yard line. So a punt of 37 yards that time for West Side and no return. And Carney High with 3.38 to go in the third quarter. The Class A state quarterfinals lead here at home against Omaha Westside. 20-10, to 10, trying to make their first state semifinal in 10 years. Because right here, if you can 
as Monty said, pound them right here. You break their will. You'll absolutely break their will. You could end this thing here with one of those mean drives. And that was, I didn't say anything. I looked at you and pounded my fist together. That's coach talk right there. <laughs> That's exactly right. And again, Isaiah Stalbert has not touched the ball in this football game. Split out wide to the right. Little defensive adjustment here. Coster out of the shotgun. He wants to run option that way. He's going to make the late pitch. Mazner. Good tackle. Only one guy was even over there that time for Omaha West Side. The tackle is made by Stegman, and it's going to be a gain of six, second and four. But here's a really good job. They That time they motioned the tight end from left to right and then ran the option back to where he came from. They'd been running it to the motion. And right now, Maisner unofficially 11 carries, 171 yards and two touchdowns. He has a 71 and a 57-yard touchdown, that 57-yarder. Coming on the last possession. Second down and fourth, their own 47. Maisner again, ooh, that time he gets swallowed up as he gets into the middle of the line for maybe a yard. And this is third and more manageable. It's been third and uncomfortable all night. This is third and fairly manageable, three to four. Want to give you a couple more scores from the Simonson Agency scoreboard in C1. It is Aquinas, 17, Norfolk Catholic, 14 in the fourth quarter. Wahoo, 42, Wayne, 8 in the fourth. In the third, Pierce, 41, West Point, Beamer, 21, and Boone Central, Newman Grove, 19, Boys Town, 9. Same situation for third down and two or three. We'll see if they want to go inside like they've had success, or maybe they can leak him to the outside like you suggested earlier, Larry. Nobody third. covering the number two receiver. Third down and three. Coster deep drop rolling. Going to flow it out here. It is complete. Into the hands of Jorgensen down the left sideline, 45-40. He stepped out of bounds around the 28-yard line, and then a big pop shoved him out of bounds. In fact, they didn't see that he stepped out of bounds. About five yards farther back here, they're going to mark him out at the 23-yard line. Huge game for the Bearcats. There they snuck the fullback out in the flat. Hadn't seen that yet. Isaiah Stahlberg absolutely depleted a dude. I think the referees were fascinated by that explosion, missed out on him stepping out of bounds. Yes. Now I will say they had twins there, and Westside did not cover number two on that last formation. They'd walk down to blitz, but I'm telling you, Isaiah Stahlberg crushed that dude. 30 yards, gets it to the 24 of Westside. Carney trying to score on back-to-back possessions, four wide. Coster, straight ahead on quarterback draw. Now he's going to pop out to the right side, keeps going, strings it out, gets to the 20. He's brought down after a four-yard gain. Yeah, and this now you're starting to see the Coster that's been there all year. None of his runs are electric. You know, he's a 600-yard or whatever, 400-yard uh, rusher. Um but here's what he does is he finds those kind of greasy three- and six-yard runs. He's, he's just strong, too. He doesn't look like he's going real fast, and he's, he's, he's a fast kid, but he's just such a good athlete. He gets hit and uh, usually falls forward. Now they're in a manageable situation. This is exactly what the doctor ordered here uh, with this offensive series. Second down and six of the 20. Stalbert in motion from left to right. They'll run it to the right side straight up with Studi on the ISO to the 15-yard line. It'll be third down and one, maybe one and a half. Yeah, now this is looking like that uh, drive that they scored uh, their touchdown on earlier where it was just pound you in the face. Yep, and, and, and now they can also give that defense a little chance to rest a little bit. They've got 45 seconds here, depending on what happens. They can maybe get the quarter break here, take their time, run a little hammer power football here and see what, uh, so what they can do with it on the 16-yard line at this point. Third down and one, Coster under center. Long count, hard count. Doesn't get him to jump. Coach Cool says go, 
And he does take the snap off the left side, and he's going to have the first down. <laughs> That's some animated Brandon Cool right there. Coster thought he was doing what he was supposed to, and he about threw his rotator cuff out. <laughs> he looked the like back a, judge was counting. He looked like a third-base coach that was wheeling the guy home. He was yes. right. Good thing he's got a good rotator cuff. He looked like he was wheeling a fat kid home right there because uh, you wouldn't have to turn your arm that hard. Yeah, and they, they're not going to have to snap it if they don't want to. Coach Cool might just run another one because it doesn't necessarily matter. But if you're West Side, I mean, you talk about the ebb and the flow. West Side had taken complete control of this game, and they're now getting ready to get uh, punched out of here. For Looks like the Bearcats will run a play. First down and 10 at the 14. They'll hand it straight up the middle to Studi. Studi scoots inside the 10 to the 9-yard line, and he'll gain about four, and that'll be the end of the third quarter of play. Carney 12 minutes away from the state semifinals. The Bearcats 20, Omaha West Side 10. It'll be second down and four. Bearcats at the Warrior 9 when we return. The doctors at ENT Physicians of Kearney are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, and head and neck disorders in patients of all ages. We have proudly provided Kearney and the surrounding areas with ENT and audiology services since 1994. We're excited to introduce full-time allergy services for both adults and children. We strive to provide the highest quality care here in Kearney and at five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Make an appointment today with Dr. Connolly, Dr. Owen, or myself, Dr. Johnson, here at ENT Physicians of Kearney and see why experience matters to us specializing in you. Agriculture is a business where margins are everything, and profitability is determined by the weather, markets, regulations, politics, and everything in between. It's good to have a friend looking out for you. Buffalo County Farm Bureau has been that friend to farmers and ranchers, bringing them together to discuss challenges, identify solutions, and advocate on issues they've determined are critical to keeping current and future generations on the land. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau today and support Nebraska agriculture. And welcome back to the Carney Towing Repair Broadcast booth, everyone. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, Monty Kratzenstein. Carney up 20 to 10 and knocking on the door again. Second and six. Ball at the nine-yard line. On the other side of the bracket, Creighton Prep has taken a 22-16 lead over Bellevue West. Omaha North has defeated Millard South 49-0, and Millard West leads Omaha Burke 34-21. Coster gives it to Studi, tries right up the gut here, and they've had some success with this, but they stand him up and throw him backwards after he got to the eight, a gain of two. Yeah, and there was about eight West Side guys in on that tackle. I'm interested in this play call here with a third down, and what do we have? About third down and four. A um, lot of different options out of this varied Carney offense, uh, but also you want to make sure you have ball security too because looks like you're in chip shot field goal range. Over Miller, point. split out wide to the left. Stallbird a little tight to the short side the right. The I formation, Jorgensen's in there as the fullback. They'll hand it to Studi. He follows Jorgensen, now pops to the corner. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Bearcats. An eight-yard touchdown run by Matt Studi. He read it beautifully. He read it beautifully. If it was open, cut it up. If it's not, kick it outside. And the second touchdown run of the ballgame for Matt Studi. Well, they motioned Stahlberg across and then brought him back to hook that in. That was the key. Absolutely. And, again, what they you, you mentioned at halftime how many things that Brandon Cool does with that motion guy there, Stahlberg, the strongest, probably the best athlete on the football team was the lead blocker there. Got it done. Nice run by Studi. Boy, that's a big touchdown. No kidding. And now Hines on for the extra point. And the kick is away. And it is good. Our five points bank touchdown. The second touchdown run of the night 
for Studi. So Studi has two and Mazner has two. It's from eight yards out. And with 11-19 to go in the game, it's Carney 27, Omaha West Side 10. Two months after he got married, Ron was diagnosed with cancer. Just because of the, the type of cancer I had directly affected the ability to have children. This basically would eliminate any chances of having children naturally. You know, we went from the joy of getting married and starting that part and then poof to perspective just completely flips. And so when I found out I was pregnant that Saturday, it was just absolutely mind-boggling. It was uh, one of the best days of my life. It made me forget about all that bad stuff that had happened. And I can't help but be incredibly proud because I never thought I'd have a chance to have a first Mother's Day or hold my baby. It just makes the love stronger. We are Ron and Kara Faber. And our son Graham was born at Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Back here in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth, the Bearcats back-to-back -to -back touchdowns now lead it 27 to 10. Hines ready to boot it away. The wind kind of swirling more from west to east if you look at the big old flag on the pole. A little bit out of the north. Northwest wind. Hines, here's a pooch kick. And a fair catch called for, oh, what a heads-up play there by the up man from Omaha Westside. Grant Taggy makes a fair catch in... Westside gets pretty good field position at the 40. That is interesting when Hines has been able to kick it into the end zone. I actually love the call in a sense. Just a little bit of a riverboat gambler there because that's one step away. The kid quickly fair caught it. That's one step away. Carney just about caught that on the run. So Carney high up 27 to 10. And again, you kind of got a cushion. I mean, you can... You don't want to give anything away, but you got a cushion. One score, it's still, even if Westside scores, you still got a two-score game here. Yeah, keep the keep the ball in front of you, prevent those chunk plays. Well, now Plouts is going to have to probably go to the air, although he is under center. He'll fake the handoff, roll to the right, wants to come backside. That play hadn't been there all night. Lee Harrington is chasing him. He'll throw it out here in the flat, but it is complete at the 40-yard line, but that is only the first town marker. It's a game of none yards. They're going to get about one. The interesting thing, somebody had to have run the wrong route because they they ran this naked boot here, and there was no receiver out here. Yeah. So, so I mean, somebody, I think, got that wrong. I think you're right. They're, they're looking for, I think, a throwback back this toward this way. They're trying to hurry it up again. They'll go draw straight up the middle. And some room this time for the backup Ibach Sam Parsonage. He'll get it to the 43-yard line, a gain of four, maybe the 44, third down and six. You know, it's just really interesting because even when Carney was reeling and Westside was was uh, moving the ball there a pretty fair amount, the physicality of Carney, they don't tackle you, they thump you. Like, and, and that's really starting to show the deeper this game is gone. You know, we always talk about, you know, old school football, being physical at the line of scrimmage when you're running the ball, running the isos and the quarterback powers and all those sorts of things on offense. And that wears, wears a team down mentally as much as it does physically. And then from the defensive side of things, as you mentioned, you know, the ability to hit the ball carrier and make him go backwards and, and, and tackle him with multiple uh, defenders has been a big, big deal. And at Kearney, there's no doubt, is the most physical team in this football game so far, and I don't see it changing as far as the physical part of it in the next 10 minutes. Westside's got a man down and appears with cramps. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. When our football game is done, 
And we sign off. Stay with us on Classic Hits 98.9. Merritt Lawson uh, and uh, Grace Clark back at the studio with the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show. Scores from every game across the state. Uh, A through six band. Let you know who's playing where next Friday night. And while we have a break in the action, let's just go ahead and uh, run down our Simonson Agency scoreboard. Your farmer's insurance agent in Kearney covering you for home life and auto insurance. That was actually not a line. That was Parsonage. In Class A, it is Creighton Prep 22, Bellevue West 16 in the fourth quarter. Omaha North beat Millard South 49-0. Millard West leads Omaha Burke 34-21 in the fourth quarter. In Class B, it's now Gretna 25 and Northwest 7. The rest of the games are over. Nobody out. (laughs) Here we go on third down and short. And the pass on the slant is incomplete to Caleb Schweiger. He had a little seam out there. And, uh, yeah, Carney was a little late. Davis Kyle's getting over here to cover Dylan Packett. And here's the deal. As a coach, I'm just telling you, that is the type of stuff that's maddening, where you, where at some point you'll just have an aneurysm on the field. and uh, It's third and short. You're trying to win the state quarterfinal, and there's a dude, nobody out there on your receiver. Snap the ball and throw it to him. Yeah, and they threw it the other way, incomplete. Carney's gonna get it back. So sometimes good luck helps you. That's right. When you're wearing blue tonight. But Xbox, they're always covered, guys. Golly. (laughs) 10:34 remaining in the game. Carney 27, Westside 10, and Westside may end up calling a timeout here because they are very late getting anything out there, and there it is. Well, they're just going to take the delay of game. They're not worried. So that is the first uh, penalty of the quarter, but. For Omaha Westside, that's their ninth penalty, the fifth of the half. Carney has no penalties here in the half. Second straight three and out for Westside. Cade Yoakum to punt for the fifth time. Good snap, not much of a rush, and he kind of shanked it off the side of his foot. It's going to get okay yardage and bounce out of bounds at the Carney. 35-yard line. That's just a 26-yard punt, and none of the punts have been very good for Westside. They're only averaging about 30 yards on those five punts, and now it's pretty simple for Carney. they got to hold on to the football because Westside is in a spot now where they're going to do more than try to tackle you. They're going to try and really yank that ball out. They haven't had a whole lot of luck just standing up the running back. Now, here's the key. The minute Westside had to get back into their 2 by 2 and 3 by one game throwing the ball, they can't move it. What made it work is they came out at the half and they were able to run the ball with some success. That got that offense going. Now that they're back into this two-by-two, three-by-one game that they were in in the first half, there's no offense there. And if you joined us or missed a little bit of the second half, Westside took it right down the field on the opening drive, a 70-yard drive. Took them less than three minutes. Then they pooched it and Carney fumbled it. They got it to the 18, but back-to-back penalties, and they were stopped on fourth. Pitch play, Studi tries left, cuts it back up on the uh, hash mark and gets to the 36-yard line, all that for just a yard. But right now the key is don't run out of bounds, hang on to the football, manage the clock, and if the Bearcats do those three things, they're going to be playing here again next Friday night. Yeah, Will Jorgensen, who's just had a fabulous season and a great night, kind of missed his block there, and that's what blew it up, and he's very frustrated with himself. I hate who – I wouldn't want to be the dude that's got to be in front of him on this next one. Yeah, Jorgensen staying in as the fullback. Twins to the left side. Now they will send Stalbert in motion to the right, and they will run it off right tackle and right into the mass of humanity a couple of yards. The Pile will move forward to the 38-yard line. and Looks like Studi and Meisner will both go over 100 yards rushing tonight. In C1, Norfolk Catholic scores late, and they have a 21-17 victory over Aquinas. 
They will host Wahoo, who blasted Wayne 42-8 in the fourth quarter. Boone Central Newman Grove leading Boys Town by a score of 19-9. And Pierce is going to beat West Point Beamer 47-21 in C2. It is Battle Creek 24, top seed Ponca 20. The winner gets Utan, a 20-7 winner over Valentine, and that was 6-0 very late in the third quarter. Lincoln Lutheran holds off Arcadia Loop City 21-12, and it looks like Centennial will advance. They lead Central City 26-8 in the fourth quarter. High school football playoff action brought to you by Husker Power Products as they took one of the linemen off with the cramp. Now we're ready to go for... Atchison moving, a lot of motion this time. Murray in motion from left to right. Pitch play to Maisner. Maisner breaks a tackle, 40 down the right side, Gone. line 50. Miko Maisner's the fastest man on the field. His third touchdown run of over 50 yards, 63 yards, and welcome to the semifinals, Carney High. Yeah, Miko Maisner, I'm telling you, on the way home tonight, the West Side defense is going to, the one thing they'll be able to draw better than anything from this game is how Miko Maisner's behind looks because they have looked at it as much as anything today. Well, sometimes you win one-on-one battles, and number 23, the the defensive back, the defensive back from West Side, absolutely dropped his head and missed a tackle. It looks like we're walking back here a little bit, yep. fellas. I did not see the flag, but apparently there was one. I was going to credit Stalbert with a great crackback block. I still don't see the flag on the field. Must be right on the sideline. It's on the far sideline. Illegal uh, I, shift. I said I saw that before, where the the we did not get set before he ran the guy in motion, uh-huh. and they didn't. I didn't see him when they threw it, but I saw on that play where we didn't get set, our lineman didn't get down, or right tight end specifically before we went in motion, and that's the penalty. It's the correct call. Didn't have any impact on the play. Ouch. That is the correct call. Well, that's a stinker poo because that did just absolutely punch your ticket to the semis. So an illegal shift was called. They had motion. I think that's the first time all night that they'd had two guys in motion pre-snap. And now they're going to set the shotgun with backs on both sides. And Carney took off again too quickly. Yeah, Stalbert, Stalbert jumped. Well, this is what <laughs> this is what happened to West Side in the third quarter when it looked like it was all West Side. And then they get back-to-back penalties that wipes out a good field position. This time it wipes out a touchdown. Those are the only two penalties in the second half on Kearney. But now instead of being up 34-10, to they face third down and 17 at their own 28. And this might be a little conservative play call. Say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, run this ball. Going to punt the ball back to them. There's nothing wrong with that. So Coster will stay out of the shotgun four wide. Going to be straight quarterback Reed. And right up the middle he goes to the 34. He'll pick up what he can. That's going to be a gain of seven yards, really, on the play. Yeah, they didn't have Miko Mazer in the game there. Coster, here's the numbers unofficially. 78 for Coster, 96 for Studi. And now Miko, instead of 235, he's got 172. Hmm. And Carney will punt it away. And this, and you know what? This is Brandon Cool football right yes. here. Don't, don't be, don't be selfish. Uh, be conservative. Do the smart thing. You know, they're ahead 17, eight and a half minutes left in this game, and they're going to be real smart in the way they play this game. Yep. Just execute here. Snap is back. 
And the punt is away. Braden Miller is in there, and he absolutely thumped it, and it goes oh, over it. the player. He has to scoop it up after it hits him, and luckily for Westside, it went out of bounds all the way back at the 20-yard line. That's a 47-yard punt from Miller. That was a bomb. <laughs> Holy smoke. We've seen some Carney High kids that can make contact with that football with their foot. Kyle Larson would be proud. 27-10, Carney leading Omaha Westside. Brett Maher would be proud. You can go ahead and run down the list if, you, if I'm missing the last couple. But, uh, wow, what a shot there. And now Westside has to start at their own 20, down 27-10. But the silver lining is it's not 34-10 as that 63-yard touchdown run was wiped out. Yeah, and Westside's a little disjoined here, running a guy on the field late. They'll take the snap. Plouts wants to throw underneath. Wide receiver screen is complete to Schweigert. Schweigert slips one tackle. It's a short gain up to about the 23 or 4-yard line. It's only a 3-yard gain. They're trying to make short things turn into big-time things, and it really has happened a couple of times on those uh, quick little outs to the wide receivers and Schweigert. Schweigert was running his mouth there quite a bit. I mean, I get it, but, man, Carney's just thumped you in the head so many times tonight. I don't know if I'd talk back. Well, and, and look look at our defensive secondary. We've, we're giving up the short one in front of us, and that's, of course, smart. Three down linemen for the Bearcats. Plouts back to pass, looking right all the way. The receiver, oh, he fell down, so he coils it back and throws it underneath to the right side. Nice catch, making a man miss, 25, 30. And up here is Stegman, and he is going to be brought down at the 34, but it looks like there's some laundry on the field. Now, the laundry is at the first down marker. I think they're going to call a block in the back or a hold, Doug. It's on west side. It's going to be a block in the back and going to end up with second down and 10 because it's right at the first down marker. You're going to get credit for a seven-yard pass. It would have been a first down, and if they mark it off from where that flag's laying at the 31, it'll go back to the 21, and they're right where they were when they took over. Plotts was looking to the left-hand side, had a receiver there one-on-one against defensive back, a little help by the safety, but they collided wasn't a penalty, just kind of ran into each other. He went down. Plotz did a nice job finding the secondary receiver, but that block in the back makes it second down and nine. 27 to 10, Carney High. Five wideouts, empty backfield here for quarterback Dylan Plotz. They need something. Out here, it's dropped at the 25-yard line. That time they ran the slap the uh, slot receiver towards the sideline, and Coles just, it's not been his night. He got off to a good start. He ran for 63 yards in the first half with only two carries in the second quarter, but they have got completely away from him. I'll tell you what, guys, I hope it's nothing big. Davis Skiles came limping off here two series ago. He has not been back on the field, and they're testing that knee that's got the brace on it. That'd be a big deal going forward. And, of course, he's missed just as much time as Coster, also injured in the prep game. Third and nine, wants to go deep down the right side to Coles. He's got him this time. The ball's completed to Carney territory at the 50. He'll get to the 40 and be drugged down at the 38-yard line. And so the play that Westside needs, they'll get it right here. You know, and, and uh, there, there you see what we were afraid of Westside doing a lot of this game where they ran a – they got behind the safety. Nate Murray took a little bit of a bad angle, underestimated the speed, and he got behind Nate. A 40-yard completion. Cardi better get some folks on and off the field here. They're ready to go. Plouts looking for the same thing. Right side, Coles, but overshoots him this time at the goal line. And, again, double coverage down there for uh, Murray and I believe that's Studi that's over there with him incomplete. Guys, I'm telling you, Plouts has got a gun. He can spin it. Yeah, he throws it well. He's made good decisions. He's he's kept plays alive with his with his feet. 
Well, I'm uh, guessing this nice quarterback. I'm guessing this won't be the last time he plays on this field. Could be right. Considering Looks like we have a holding Shrine penalty. Bowl is coming yep. up. Yep. And so the hold yep. will mark it off. That is the 11th penalty of the ball game. And they have really started to take their effect here on west side. It'll be first down, and since the hold was behind the line of scrimmage, they're all the way back at their 48-yard line. They need to get to the Carney 29. 23 yards to go. Throw it out here in the flat, complete to Coles. He needs to find a way to get out of bounds, and he does at the 43-yard line. That's going to be a gain of nine. And it'll be second down, Trey Rodriguez with the tackle. Yep, and and it isn't necessarily a prevent defense, but every, the cushion is pretty darn big. we got two safeties in the middle of the field. We're rushing three, three guys, haven't blitzed a guy here in the past few snaps. Dropping back to pass on the right side, overshooting Caleb Schweigert, who was open at the 33-yard line. Stallbird was hustling back to get over there and cover him, but it was just too tall, and Plouts has chucked that ball in the air a ton tonight. Yeah, it's just all about keeping it in front of you right now, as Monty said. Like, tick, 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 tick. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. Just keep the thing in front of you. No shock plays. That was his 21st pass of the half. His 37th pass attempt of the ball game. And now we see Westside switching their receivers on third and 14. Back to pass Plouts looking down the post route here for Coles, and it's incomplete. Jaden couldn't locate the ball, and now we've got some more garbage on the field. They didn't know. They didn't have the number one receiver to the boundary covered again. Carney didn't, and Plouts turns and throws it the other way. And not only did he throw it the other way, but we're talking about rushing three guys, and Hunter Novacek, one of the three guys that, that rushed from the right side, got by the freshman, number 51, and put a real lick on the quarterback at that time, and uh, now we have a fourth down and 14, but you're exactly right. They've been scrambling around with the receivers from one side to the other, and Carney's had a hard time getting lined up and fortunate thus far. Well, could be the ball game. Fourth and 14 at the Carney 43. Plouts back to pass. Has some time. Now steps up under pressure. He's got to get rid of it over the middle, and it is intercepted at the 25-yard line by Matt Studi. Yeah, and he just went straight to the ground. He didn't try to run with it. He caught it and went right to the ground. Jaden Coles was trying to come back to the first out marker, and the ball just sailed over his head, and Carney will take over on the second interception of the ball game by Dylan Plouts. Got to give a lot of credit to that, that pass rush, even though at that point there was only four guys rushing. Uh, they did a nice job of making Plouts uh, get off his spot a little bit. Grant, uh, looks like Tyler Atchison was one of the guys that was making him run around. Good interception. Everybody's playing deep. Nobody in front of you. Six minutes and 23 seconds left. Carney ball and... Uh, well, I bet you we see three runs here. What do you think? <laughs> Maisner can also play some defense. Great job that time. Studi, the sure-handed back, is just going to come up the middle of the football field, and he doesn't really care what he gets. He's going to get two, and it'll be second down and eight. Yeah, and again, like you said, I, you're just going to see these runs. And, guys, it wouldn't shock me a lick to see one of them get broke for about 73, 74 yards. So, Carney High, six minutes away from the state semifinals. On the other side, it's still Creighton Prep 22, Bellevue West 16. Double tight end. They'll put Stalbert in motion just to keep him warm and hand it off to Studi, who follows Stalbert across the 30, gets to the 31-yard line. They're going to say his knee hit 
a little earlier, a gain of four, and for me, that puts Matt Studi over 100 yards. He's got 102. Maisner has 172 on the ground. You know, Isaiah Stalbert hasn't caught a pass tonight, which is kind of a surprise, but he has been used as a, in, in a lot of ways, and at that time, just like on the last touchdown, he was a lead blocker using his physicality and uh, done a nice, nice job of opening up a hole. We have third down and three from their own 31 for the Carney Bearcats. Will Jorgensen has the fullback. Coster sets him down. Maisner's in the backfield. Pitch play. Maisner trying to get that first down. Follows his blocks and ooh. I he didn't he stretch it. the ball out. Nope. He's going to be short at the 34. His helmet got to the 35, but his he had the ball a little bit farther back when he got hit, and it's going to be fourth and a half a yard. And so Carney High, I don't know. I think you got to punt it, but. It's fourth and a half a yard got, with 4.45 he, to go. Yeah, they, they will punt it in typical conservative form. It would have been pretty tempting to have Cannon just lean forward with that big body and get, get those four inches, but uh, the right call here, up 17 with four and a half minutes left. No need to gamble. No need to go all in when you got all the chips, baby. Fourth and a half yard. Even if you do have pocket kings, right, Bake? Yes. And now Coster's back into punt. He gets a good left-footed kick, bounces at the 35, and then heads straight out of bounds at the 33-yard line. That's a 33-yard punt with no return. That's exactly what the doctor ordered for Cannon Coster. And Omaha Westside now gets ready, and they've got to score quickly. There's still a chance, but, boy, it looks good for the Bearcats. 27-10, to 4.15 to go here in the Kearney Towing Repair broadcast booth. Bringing you all the action from Foster Field, and Carney Towing is on the road, bringing you home if you need to. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. And Omaha West Side, you can just kind of tell as they run out here, need a little more pep and a step. They need a play. And they will put Plouts with the blocking back behind him. Snap, quick, slow, out here complete to Joseph Stegman, trying to get to the boundary, and he is going to be brought down at the 40, 41, 42. And Stegman, good job out there. The tackle made by Josh Ray. It's going to be a gain of nine, eight, second and eight. Yeah, and again, it's just, I mean, this is their offense. Uh, uh, Stick routes, slant routes. Second and two. They're going to hand it off, and Carney is going to get back there and deny Sam Parsonage the first down, and all that does is keep the clock running. Yeah, Tyler Atchison did a great job there. See the cornerbacks, Bo Sosted and Trey Rodriguez in there at the cornerback positions. Uh, they're playing Hunter Novacek in a little bit of a drop back position last time. Now he's going to rush from the outside. He's a pretty versatile player. Quick little out here, complete into the hands of his favorite receiver, Swigert. He's got the first down into Carney territory, and he'll be pushed out of bounds at the 47-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 11. And just to kind of put this in perspective, Westside has 10 points. The previous low was 28 in a 35-28 loss to Omaha Burke. And then you go to 38, and then you go to 41, and then you go to 48. This is an amazing job by the Carney defense tonight. Plouts back to pass, first down and 10. Rolls, rolls, now he's in trouble. Novacek's got him. Oh, he got away, and he's running the wrong way, and then he throws it forward. They're going to call intentional grounding. Finally, Kowalski brought him down, and that is all the way back at the west side 30. That is a loss of 23 yards, and you're going to get five more on the grounding. Yeah, Lee Harrington finally got loose there, so that once he got chased from the outside, 
uh, Hunter Novacek got home on the outside, but finally Lee Harrington had gotten loose. So when he went to scramble, Harrington was there to close the door. And Tyler Atchison and Grant Kowalski also in there to kind of clean things up. So uh, outstanding job. Their motor's running. They've got a lot of momentum, a lot of energy, a lot of adrenaline going on the pass rush. And now we have a, uh, a second down and... Oh, I don't know. 150? You get a free round trip on this one. That's a 23-yard loss on the sack. Five on the penalty. It's 28, so it should be second and 38. Second and 38. 3.07 to go. But, hey, what did we see in the college ranks earlier this year? Fourth and 96? Fourth and 93 or whatever it was? Second and 38. Plouts can throw it that far. Slant pattern, and he threw it a little too quick for Coles to look. And it's going to be incomplete. Receiver wasn't even looking. You know, guys... I really hope, and I'm thinking down the road here clearly, that uh, uh, Davis Skiles is going to be okay. He came limping off hard, and we have not seen him back. Creighton Prep chips a field goal in, and now a nine-point lead over Bellevue West, 25-16. Back to pass, Plout's going to throw it as far as he can down the right sideline for his freshman wide receiver, Avante Dickerson, but he's well covered, and it's overthrown by just a bit. Took a shot all the way down at the Bearcat 30. It shows you how far Dylan Plouts can chuck that football. And it's now fourth and 38, and I'd almost expect Westside to punt it. Yeah, and I, Trey Rodriguez did a great job there, Doug. He was step for step uh, on the coverage there for Carney. You know, I, obviously this defense, because it's so good, we talked about the individual players, but they are so well coached. Even some of these substitute guys are guys that have been thrown in because of pass, uh, of injuries. So well coached. Well, here comes a Hail Mary type play. Fourth and 38 at their own 27-yard line. Empty field. Plouts has time. Still has time. Now directing traffic. Now scrambles. Still rolling. And he's finally just going to be sacked. He could not pull the trigger to throw it. Atchison and Novacek back there. Sack him all the way at the 12-yard line. That's another 15 the wrong way. Yikes. <laughs> that rushing total really took a hit here in the last couple of yeah, plays. Yeah, that'll skew the statistics a little bit, but the best statistic that I see is the fact that it's 27-10, to 10, 245, Bearcat ball, and I think we can uh, punch our ticket to the semifinals. What do you think? Yeah, and Carney's probably going to score on this play or the next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. West side, when, when, when you get down like that, and there's Carney's going to jam this one right in your teeth. Yeah, there's too much time to take a knee, 245 to go in the ball game, and remember, Westside scored on the first possession of the third quarter to cut it to 13-10, recovered the pooch kick, and then got it down to the 18 back-to-back penalties, and they were denied on fourth. Here's the handoff. Studi off left side, finds a seam at the 10, squirts inside to about the six. It'll be a gain of six, second down. Yeah, and this is, regardless of the time, this is big boy football, big boy quarterfinal class A football. You put every point you can on the board. Well, and I'll tell you something right now, and I don't like the scoreboard watch, but you just mentioned that Creighton Prep Bell West score. That couldn't be better for Carney from a standpoint of having some defensive backs injured, uh, the kind of offense they hadn't seen offense like Bell West before. I like that score. Yeah, the style of play. I formation. Let's see if Jorgensen gets a chance to punch one in here. Coster. Takes a long time to clock run down. They'll give it to Studi. He'll follow Jorgensen inside the five to about the three. Going to be very close to the first down here. And a timeout going to be called here by Omaha Westside. So they're not giving up yet. He's going to be short of the first down. 
by about a yard. So Studi, 111 yards. A timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. 154 to go in the game. Kearney 27, Westside 10. Year-round grain marketing by a dedicated local team to help you achieve your grain marketing goals. That's how Aurora Cooperative puts owner's equity to work every day, especially during harvest with the Our Lights Are On Till Yours Are Off policy. It means being ready to help anytime, being committed to facility upgrades to help speed up harvest, and being competitive with bids. During harvest, our lights are on till yours are off at Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work for your farm, your cooperative, and your future. Future. State football on KKPR-FM. Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Kearney, 27. Omaha Westside, 10. The students starting to make their way down to the field to rush the field with 154 to go, and it's third and one Bearcats at the four-yard line of Westside. Out of the eye formation, they give it to Studi straight up, but into the end zone, a flag. Yeah, no, it's uh, Westside ran a guy on late. That, that touchdown will stand. So Studi into the end zone. If it stands, it'll be his third touchdown of the ball game. Maisner has two, would have had three, but there was an illegal shift called. Out of a timeout, they didn't have enough dudes on the field. Westside didn't. So an illegal substitution, and it will go in as a four-yard touchdown run. For Matt Studi to make it Carney 33 and Westside 10. Unless they blew the play dead, guys. No. Nope, they're kicking. We're kicking it. Gabe Hines on there with the kicking team. Should be an untimed down. Yes, there it is. The official signal for the Carney High touchdown. Five points bank touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank. The better bank in Kearney. And now the extra point by Hines as Miller awaits the snap. Good one, puts it down. Hines boots it into the middle of the UNK campus, but it is no good, and that'll be a little concerning. That's his second missed extra point and a missed field goal tonight. It's Kearney 33, Westside 10, back with more after this. Car insurance isn't about the car, it's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family, providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney There's a lot of talk and worry about insurances these days. And a question like, is my doctor in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield is far too common. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery wants to let you know that we are and will continue to be in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield, along with many other insurances. With items like on-site x-ray, MRI, and casting and bracing, New West has what it takes to take care of you. Call New West Sports Medicine to schedule your appointment today. No referral necessary. The last time that the Kearney High Bearcats were in a state semifinal, 2007. Of course, that came after the 2006 state championship year. And because of that penalty on the illegal substitution, it'll be assessed here on the kickoff. So Kearney gets to kick it off from the 45-yard line, and I assume Hines will just pound it through the end zone. At least he'll try to. It's a high short kick. They are going to have to return it. Taking it at the four-yard line up the middle to the five to the ten. Fifteen. 
20 and to the 23-yard line before the gang tackle is made. A whole bunch of folks in there. I think Braden Miller was in on the tackle. Also Nick James. <laughs> Matt Oliphant comes off the pile. And Carney's keeping the big boys in there with 1.45 to go. Carney has scored 20 unanswered points here in the second half. And Omaha West Side will see their season end at 8-3. and three. And the Bearcats will go to 11 and oh, New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up. Still a minute 45 to go here. That will allow Plouts maybe to get to 50 passes in the game. He's over 40. He'll throw one here out in the flat. Boy, Westside looks disinterested, don't they, boys? Yep. That was not a hard run route by anybody over there. It's underthrown to Coles. Yep, and, they're, you know, they're done. But you know what? Here, here, you know, Westside had a, had a great season for for. Uh, what they were projected before the season started. A lot of underclassmen. They're almost their entire defense was underclassmen, uh, playing two or three freshmen. Uh, they'll be back, and they'll learn from this, I believe. They lost by four on opening night to prep. They lost by seven to Burke, and they're down 23 here, and they're going to hand the football off across the 25-30 out to the 35-yard line is Garnet, Garnet, and that's going to be enough for a first down, a gain of 11. Yeah, and it is tough. You know, if you're west side, like, you know. I mean, you can read a scoreboard, too, and it's completely understandable. It doesn't mean anybody's quit or doesn't have heart. It's completely and totally understandable. Well, they were beat by a better team. And, you no know, that, that may be a hard thing for, for kids to admit nowadays, but it, they, they the best team won tonight. First and ten, Plout's pass out here in the flat. A lot of cushion. It's complete at the 40, across the 45 to the 46-yard line to Stegman. Another first down. Or, excuse me, that might be Brandle. So a good pass and catch there. Move it from the 35 to the 46-yard line, a gain of 11. Uh, how about this? Omaha Burke has made a rally. They're down 37-35 in the fourth quarter. Burke has made a monster rally. They were down three scores. Back to pass Plouts, directing traffic, scrambling against a three-man rush. Down the right side, he's looking for Schweiger. He's got it at the 25-20, 15-10, and it'll be pushed out of bounds. Boy, he was awful close to the sideline when they were jousting, and he is going to be marked at the 7-yard line. That is a gain of 39. We've said it before, but Plouts uh, can throw the football. Jeez, can he? he spun that. I mean, that thing. I wonder what his plans are for next year. Like, literally, you know, he's over six foot, uh, and he can spin it. Yeah. Well, first and goal, and now you know the Kearney defense. They've got their first team defense out there. They're only allowing about seven and a half points a game with that first team defense. They want to keep Westside out of the end zone. Ethan Shepard is coming to the ball game. As we said, Kingsley Brandle came in. You still have Dylan Plouts, the quarterback, with exactly one minute to go. First and goal at the seven. Plouts out of the shotgun. Three wide out, straight back to pass, looking left. Fires it for a fade. He's got a man wide open, but he stepped out of the back of the end zone. Coles didn't get his feet down. Oh, good gravy. He was wide open. You know, I wonder, he's going along that blue that blue area there in that white border. I wonder if he thought that that blue oh. area was the out-of-bounds. It looked like he lost track of where he was on the football field. Yep. Yeah, the new turf here at uh, Foster Field, the, the end zones are colored very, very well, but that does change. It changes kind of three yep. times there. Yep. Second and goal at the seven. 
This time they're going to hand the football off, looking to get to the outside. It's strung out. Stiff arm inside the five and a touchdown here for Ethan Shepard. The senior gets in the game and gets to score in the playoffs. A seven-yard run by Shepard. Yeah, the coaches are all mad. <laughs> the Carney coaches are not happy. I'm telling you something. This isn't such a bad thing, and I'll tell you why. Because Carney has played as well as you could hope on on defense the whole time and it's human nature to kind of lighten up think you're pretty great they're going to be playing maybe a Creighton prep team here next week that they've already beaten once here so that's a good motivation for these coaches coaches like to find things wrong with your team in practice the next week and it looks like they're going to bring Trude in to try the extra point and he'll pooch it up and it is good 42 seconds remaining here in the state quarterfinals, and the score is Carney 33, Omaha Westside 17. We'll kick it off right after this. Coach Cool is ripping them <laughs> as if they just went. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Well, Gretna pulled away in the second half from Grand Island Northwest. It was 10-7 at halftime. Gretna wins it 39-19. They'll play Omaha Scott, who beat McCook 30-14. York beat Scott's Bluff 35-20. And they get another rematch with Elkhorn South, who pulled away in the second half to beat Elkhorn 38-13. And C1, uh, Norfolk Catholic scores late to beat Aquinas 21-17. And we will get back to action here as we anticipate the onside kick from Omaha West Side. Looks like they're going to have Peter Nova do it. 42 seconds remaining. Carney with the hands team in. Only one man semi-deep back at the 20-yard line. And a pooch kick. They can call fair catch, but Carney jumps up Stalbert and caught it. And they were right on top of him over there. Dylan Packett among those. And now Carney High just has to take a knee, and they're on to the 2017 state semifinals. But, yeah, you're right, guys. There's always something to work on, and those little intricacies like fair catching that or not letting that touchdown occur on the last uh, series are things that they'll point out to keep the interest. 40 seconds remaining, 33-17, Carney High. Man, Carney's defense played so well, and, I wasn't sure that 33 points would be what they put up tonight, especially when it was 7-3 to three right before halftime. Carney comes out to line up in victory formation. Actually kind of quiet right now at Foster Field. Coster will take a knee, and he'll probably have to down it one more time here. I'm sure the official will do his dil- diligence to mark it slowly. And the official is going to say you got to snap it one more time, puts the ball ready for play here. Greatest, greatest playing football here, Larry. Oh, it's the greatest. Nothing like it. Cannon Coster takes another knee, and that will do it. And the Kearney Bearcats are on to the 2017 Nebraska State High School semifinals, which they will host right here at Foster Field next Friday night. The Bearcats, 33 and Omaha Westside 17. Coming up, the new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Final stats, scoring summary, and we'll give you the other scores. That'll be followed by the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show. Stay with us here on Classic Hits. 
You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. Water is Nebraska's most precious natural resource. And for over 40 years, Elko Incorporated has kept the water flowing. It all starts with Elko pumps and power units. Reliable, powerful, affordable equipment that brings water to a parched land. Elko also has irrigation pipe and pipe trailers to get the water exactly where you need it most. Gravity irrigation is still the most down-to-earth solution to your water needs. And Elko is your one-stop shop. Elko Incorporated of Elwood. Call us at 785-2930 or online at elkoinc.com. Well, we are back here at uh, Foster Field, and it's all done. Some big plays in this football game tonight for the Kearney High Bearcats, and they win it 33-17. That's a good thing. They're going to go for it, fourth and 15, throw out a little stop route out here. It's complete. They try the hook and lateral. The ball's fumbled. It's on the ground. It doesn't matter who covers it because Kearney will take it. And that's kind of how things went for Omaha Westside after they cut this lead to 13-10 to 10 and had the ball on a nice pass play down to the 18 or called for an offensive pass interference, and they never recovered from that. And uh, the Bearcats celebrate right now on their side of the football field, and now they're going to go ahead and let the kids onto the field to celebrate the student body. And uh, what a feeling it is. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here. Schedule your appointment today. And uh, a totally, and it was an extremely long second half of football and totally different the way this game uh, flipped around. And uh, Larry, you kind of made the point that Westside dominated the first eight minutes of the second half. And then kind of found themselves worse for wear than what they were at halftime. It's interesting. It's the ebb and flow of a game. Westside had found it. It was a matter of running the ball to allow them to throw it where their offense is pass first and then get in, mix in some runs. Carney was in real trouble. I mean, I will say literally on the ropes. They get the, the penalty, drives them back when they get down uh, first and 10 at the 18. They get the face mask penalty, and then they have the illegal shift, and then it's first and 15 all the way back there and it was just big trouble from there for west side carney was able to get the turnover get the long run for a touchdown and all of a sudden it's still a 10 point lead and enough time had come up it was really a wasted eight minutes for west side because the but the four minute mark it's still a 10 point game they then had to start uh does west side had to start throwing first and running second took them out of what they had found and that's the ebb and the flow of the game dynamite job by Carney to you know you know we'll talk about next week in a second but as far as tonight goes they did a fabulous job on defense this is a really good defense they did a great job on defense and the offense just is who they've been you know when you're talking about playoff football Larry and we we we've talked about this all our careers right you run the football have success you run the football you stop the run you play more physical you just flat out are tougher than your opponent 
If you do those things, and that is exactly what happened with this Bearcat Warrior matchup, the Carney High did that, and they did those things, and they punched their ticket to the next round. And that is the, exactly the way that most high school coaches draw it up. That Those are the keys to any sort of thing. Now, sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you're not the most athletic or the toughest or the most physical, but those mantras uh, have to carry through the playoffs, and that's what's made Carney High better from the game one until game now. Well, you're exactly right. And it's just a matter of this brand of football tonight on both sides of the ball was all about Carney imposing its will on Westside. Westside, the number one offense in the state by the numbers. Carney has one of the best defenses in the state. Okay, what's going to give? Well, Carney's defense rose to the occasion all the way around. And I really thought Carney was able to show some resilience tonight. Because when we talk about the first eight minutes of the third quarter, Carney was in real trouble. What could go wrong did go wrong. Westside went straight down and scored. Then they get the pooch kick. So now, holy moly, this thing's looking like we're going to be all of a sudden behind if you're Carney. And Carney rose to the occasion, I felt, and faced the adversity and took the game from Westside. You know, one of the things that um... – that I was so impressed with and I've been so impressed with all year long is just, you know, we talk about Miko Mazner, we talk about the guys who are statistical leaders, right? And we do that a lot. But the key to this Carney High team has been and will continue to be some of those unsung players. They had a third down and three situation, early point in the game, and and, and what they do, they ran an ISO, bust it through right behind their center and their two guards, you know, Daniel Lundy, Rowdy Melton. Uh, the pain kid, you know, you have guys, you have guys that, 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 that a lot of people don't know about. They want to talk about the cannon costers of the world, the Miko majors of the world, but, but you have a, have an offensive line that you can run behind. You have a fullback that can do his job and uh, you can, you can make a lot of good things happen in a tight football game. And by the way, folks got a couple of scores for you. Carney high will host Creighton prep coming up next Friday night who has come from behind to beat Bellevue West. They were down 16-15. Creighton Prep uh, gets a touchdown and a field goal to win it 25-16. And, of course, Carney beat Creighton Prep uh, earlier this season. That back just in week eight. Now, Creighton Prep dropped a couple of what would have been interceptions that would have turned the game around, but Carney won it 24-7. Omaha North maybe had the best game tonight. They blasted Millard South 49-0. And, ladies and gentlemen, Omaha Burke comes from three scores down to upset Millard West 43-37. to Omaha Burke beating Millard West 43-37. to So Kearney and Omaha North are the one and three seeds. Prep and Burke are the five and seven seeds. I talked to my buddy this afternoon, uh, Kirk Peterson, the head coach of Millard West, and and he's kind of he does a lot of coach speak, right? He's one of those guys that he goes, "Oh, we're terrible. We can't block anybody. I don't know how in the world we're going to win." His defense has played so well all year long. I know he thought that 37 points was going to win. Omaha Burke, with all that skill that they have, come back came back and win. They punched their ticket to the semis. Omaha North does what Omaha North typically does this time of year yeah around a thousand isos and about <laughs> 500 powers tonight you got it you got it and and i'll tell you what now it's a different thing for 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 carney high because now all of a sudden they've thrived on being the underdog they've thrived on being that team that's going to try to upset and, and and make its mark on the metro now all of a sudden next next week in the semifinals they're playing a team from the metro but a team that they 
handed a pretty good loss to just a couple of weeks ago. So men- mentally, uh, motivationally, it's going to be a little bit different approach for this team going into next Friday. Uh, although, from a matchup standpoint, Doug, you mentioned it earlier about matchups in the playoffs. I, I, I think I'd rather play Creighton Prep. I'll tell you this, and I really mean this, and I, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. I cringe maybe a little if I see Prep won that game, if I'm on that Carney staff. Clearly, you match up probably better against Bell West, but it is so hard to beat somebody twice. And here's the worst part about it. Everybody in these kids' lives for the next week (laughs) is going to tell them we're going to Lincoln because we've already beaten them, and we beat them bad. We beat them without Coster. Yeah, I mean, did you see? I mean, this whole thing. And as a coach, you try to build as many walls as possible around these kids to put earmuffs on them, and it's it's going to be really hard. And and this is a really good staff, but I'm just telling you, it's big Spookyville next Friday night for for, for the Bearcats. This thing, Carney's really got to have it buttoned down. But don't you think? We we were kind of joking about it up here off off air. We saw Brandon Cool and how he dressed down that that starting defense why. and that kickoff team after uh, after Westside had scored that last touchdown to get them 17. The ball game's over to a lot of people here in the stadium. It didn't matter. It mattered to him. It mattered to that staff, and it's and it should have mattered to those seniors as well. So I'm telling you right now, you're absolutely right. You know, kids on Twitter, kids in the media, listening to, to the media, all they're going to be talking about is, you know, all we got to do is beat Creighton Prep again. But from a coaching standpoint, you hit the hit, hit it on the head. Uh, it, that's that's the biggest challenge this week. Because you know what? You don't have to change your game plan that much. I mean, yeah, each team's going to have a few different wrinkles next week. But the bottom line is you've already done your preparation just a couple of weeks ago uh, mentally and motivationally is where the challenge is going to be for the Carney High team this Guys, week. And I just will say the last thing is, is Doug, this defense, I do believe, I, I feel like if Omaha North is Omaha North, and I'm saying just like as far as, as an offense, the one offense in the state of Nebraska that can just make you look silly is theirs because of how big they are up front and just what they do. You know what I mean? Physical. Yes. This defense looks to me like it could stand up to anybody if they just keep going where they're supposed to go. Well, it was a great night. Let's go ahead and take a look at the final stats here on the uh, New West Post Game Show. First off, for the Omaha Westside Warriors, Jaden Cole started off well rushing the ball. They just quit giving it to him. Eight carries, 63 yards, all in the first half. Sam Parsonage came in in the second half, had nine carries, 38 yards, as they used Coles as a slot receiver. Ethan Shepard had that last carry for seven yards and a touchdown. Avante Dickerson, one carry, two yards. Matt Gurnett, the fullback, three carries, 15 yards. And then Dylan Plouts was okay until they sacked him twice on the last series. Five carries, negative 30 yards. 27 carries, 95 yards on the ground for Omaha Westside. Through the air in the first half, Plouts was 8 of 16 with an interception at 88 yards. In the second half, he put it up 31 times, completed 16 of those. He had one interception. 220 yards, and again, you have a 32-yard completion, a 40-yard completion, a 39-yard completion on three of those, so big chunks. But overall in the game, 24 of 47, two picks, and 308 yards through the air, 95 on the ground. Westside had 405 yards of offense, good enough for 18 first downs. They punted the ball six times for an average of about 32 yards per punt, had the two turnovers, 13 penalties in the ball game. 
for 95 yards. For Carney High, Matt Studi, 23 carries, 115 yards, and three touchdowns. Miko Maisner, 13 carries, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. And unfortunately, he had a 63-yarder wiped out by an illegal shift. And then Cannon Coster, 16 carries for 78 yards, 52 rushing attempts, 368 yards for Carney High. Coster didn't have to do much through the air. He was 3 of 8 with a pick and 15 yards in the first half, 1 of 2 for 30 yards in the second half. Overall, 4 of 10, 1 interception, 45 yards through the air, 368 on the ground, 413 total yards, 19 first downs for the Bearcats. They had three turnovers, an interception, and two fumbles, five penalties for 35 yards. Uh, Coster, three punts for an average of 31, and Braid Miller came in and bombed one for 47 yards. Yeah, big numbers, and I think when you look at it, Doug, uh, Carney's defense did give up a fair amount of yards in the end here. But a lot of it was, again, at the end and mop-up pieces. And the other thing was Carney by design kept it in front of them tonight. They were going to give up eight, seven, six, these little chunks, knowing that they were going to stay stiff enough that Westside wasn't going to be able to go 12 plays. Well, let's take a quick look at the scoring recap, and then we'll get you back to the, the studios where Merritt Lawson has all the scores and all the details because I believe – all the football games are now done. We had a, a, one of the longest ones of the night. Our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Kearney took the football, had a first down, and then had to punt the football on the opening possession. West Side had a good drive that they moved down the field, but it stalled out. And Jack Bush was able to hit a 40-yard field goal, 6.59 to go in the first quarter. It's 3 to nothing. Carney then converts on a fake punt as Cannon Coster takes off 28 yards from his own 45, but they weren't able to do anything with it on a fourth down pass. Tyson Guzman had the interception at the west side 21, and as we said, that wasn't a big deal. If it's incomplete, it would have still been their football. But they can't do anything with it, and Carney on the first play of the second quarter gets on the board. Miko Maisner, a 71-yard touchdown run. Gabe Hines makes the kick 7-3. to The teams exchange turnovers. And then Carney just continually stopped Westside on fourth down. And after stopping them at the 44-yard line, they went 56 yards, capped off by a Matt Studi 10-yard run, 210 to go before halftime. The extra point was wide left, 13 to three. Westside went three and out, and Carney got a shot at a 37-yard field goal, but that was also wide left on the final play of the first half. And then Omaha Westside came out. On fire, they marched it right down the field, a 70-yard drive in 2 minutes and 51 seconds. Plouts hit Schweigert on a 9-yard pass. Bush made the kick. It's 13-10. to 10. Then Westside goes with a pooch kick that Carney fields but fumbles. And then that's when we had the exciting turn in this football game, really, is because on a little outer, a little hitch to Schweigert, he went up the field for about a 32-yard gain, but was called for an offensive face mask. So instead of it being first and 10 west side at the Kearney 18, they were back at the 33. And then they ran a reverse that looked like it was going somewhere, but they were called for illegal motion. And that made it first and 15, and they never gained another. They got a five-yard run and then uh, three incompletions. And really, Westside's offense until that last series when it was mop-up time didn't do anything. Carney got a 57-yard run from Miko Maisner on third and two with 4.05 to go in the third quarter, made it 20-10. to 10. Then Studi took it in from eight yards out with 11.19 to go in the fourth quarter, made it 27-10. to 10. And Studi then running it out from four yards with 1.51 to go, made it 33-10. to 10. And Ethan Shepard 
Got the last touchdown for Westside with 42 seconds to go from seven yards out. Final score, Carney 33, Omaha Westside 17. Your scoring wrap brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Final thoughts from each of you, Monty Kratzenstein. Well, we, we, we've said everything we need to say as far as this game plan was concerned. It was a, it was a, a running attack uh, by the Kearney High offense and keep the ball in front of you on defense, and both of those were done very well. Uh, didn't play the perfect game, had a little trouble on special teams, had a few turnovers, a lot of things we can work on. But I'll tell you what, anytime you win a game 33-17 uh, in, in the quarterfinals of state and then you can play your next game at home in the semifinals, you got to like what you got going on. A lot of confidence and a lot of momentum with this Bearcat team at this point. Larry Baker? Yeah, it's just super exciting, Doug. You've got a situation where you're going to have two teams get here uh, next Friday night, 48 minutes to get a 13th game. And when you start this at the end of July, you start talking about getting a 13th game. That is the most important thing. Get a 13th game so you'll have two teams fighting it out 48 minutes away. It will be an incredible uh, atmosphere as well as contest. Well. Sometime over the winter or in the summer, uh, when it's all said and done, it'll be interesting to talk to Carney High head football coach Brandon Cool. Because remember, Carney was maybe ninth or tenth, maybe in the in the publications in the preseason. They had two returning starters. Say well, all you want about the kids that had playing experience. They had two returning starters, Cannon Coster and Lee Harrington, and they are 11 and 0 and will be hosting the state semifinals here at Foster Field next week. Uh, the coaches always shrug it off, but what an incredible job that Coach Cool has always done with this staff. Absolutely, and, and they've done exactly. You can talk about it, you can talk about it, you can talk about it, but until you do it on the practice field every single day, you keep continually get better, and that's what these kids have done. A lot of kudos to them for the role players, to the star players, offense, defense, special teams. Can't wait for next Friday. Bonnie, Larry, thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks. You'll be able to hear the games right here, and that's going to wrap things up. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. Carney will host Creighton Prep. I'm guessing 7 o'clock. We might get that information here on the scoreboard show. Merritt Lawson standing by with Grace Clark uh, in the KKPR studios. Again, we want to remind you the Lopers play here tomorrow. They'll try to knock off Pittsburgh State. Kickoff is set for 2 o'clock. And then we've got volleyball on Classic Hits 98.9 tomorrow. Centura and Creighton at 1. Minden and Mitchell at 3. The Huskers kick it off at 2.30 tomorrow on the Breeze 94.5. UNK and Husker Volleyball also winners tonight. For our producer-engineer back at Studio Grace Clark, I'm Doug Duda, Carney 33, Omaha West Side 17. The proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.